Good afternoon from the Seminole campus of St. Petersburg College. We are keeping you plugged in with episode 447 of F5 Live Refreshing Technology. I'm Scott. I'm Marissa. And we are here. And wherever you are and however you are joining us, uh, we appreciate it. Whether it be Facebook, iTunes, the podcast play app in the Windows Store, um, on our homes on Livestream or Stitcher, or on the myriad of other podcasters out there, or of course on our apps, plugitslive.com slash apps. We appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your day to join us. We are here at uh, Pinellas Comic and MakerCon. Yep. Uh, this is our second year here. Uh, we had a lot of fun last year, and so we are here again. As you can see behind us, there's a lot of activity going on. There's a lot of people in the room with us, and we are in one of several rooms. Yes, all throughout the whole building. There's different rooms for game, video games, board games, makers. And you've gotten to see a whole lot more of it than I have. Cause I did. You got to kind of wander the whole the whole building today. And it's not just this building. If you go across the street, there's another building where they're doing uh, sword fights, and there's even more stuff to see. I saw out back earlier there was some uh, LARPing, which was kind of interesting. Um, yep. There's birds outside. There are real owls and sparrows and that's really cool we're gonna have them on the show today so not, not the, the not, not the, the birds, birds the, the people <laughs> who brought them we'll try and get some uh some b-roll of the birds a little later though um anyway before we get started uh we want to remind everybody that our coverage as usual is uh proudly powered by the microsoft store right now uh you can save $200 on a Surface Pro 4 with the Essentials Bundle, which will give you um, a, a keyboard and a pen and Office 365 and a case and a whole bunch of stuff that you need to really be productive with it. Um, of course, uh, students can save $150 right now on the Surface Pro 4 by itself. No accessories needed. You can get the, uh, the all-new Xbox S one terabyte available now. Of course, the uh, the new Design Your Own Xbox Controller Lab is online and functioning as well. Yeah. And of course, everything else that Microsoft makes from uh, computers and tablets to, uh, to Windows Phone and Office and Windows and all of that stuff, you can get by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. And so with that, we will go ahead and get our first interview here. Now, today we're going to be seeing... Um, a wide variety of types of people. Yep. Like we said, we're going to have um, birds, and we're going to have robotics teams, yes. <laughs> and we're going to have jewelers. And, and authors. Yeah, and authors, and, and uh, a haunted house. Yep. So we're going to have a little bit of everything today. It should be a tremendous amount of fun, but we are going to go ahead and get started today with... Um, Robotics. A robotics team. A team that we've talked to at events in the past, but we always like to have our friends on. Hello. Hello. Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Hey, I'm actually, I'm Henry Sloan, a senior of uh, Eastlake Robotics uh, Team 71 uh, Crunch. Okay. We're an FRC team, and every year we compete in uh, competitions all around. Very cool. How long have you yourself been on the team? Personally, I've only been on the team since I was a sophomore. However, okay. um, in the three years I've been on, so much, um, so much, uh, it's like my world's opened up. 
I, I can I can appreciate that. I uh, I kind of changed my intentions when yeah. I was on a first team in high school, so I understand. Yeah. And it's like it's not even you know that I just know more about and I know how to work uh, the machinery and how to do the trigonometry better. But it's like I watch the news and I see it's almost like I see more engineering in the world, and I uh, come up with ideas all the time because of all the principles I'm learning. It's changing my life just like it changes hundreds of thousands the real experience yeah absolutely Uh, and it's a little bit like when you get a a new car and you've never seen that particular model on the road before and now you can't not see it yeah you see them everywhere you go it's a little bit of the same thing right now you start looking around and you see the engineering aspect of the world far more than you did before kind of weird metaphor is like when you go moving suddenly you see moving trucks everywhere Uh huh exactly (laughs) And yeah. so you're kind of in the same situation. You kind yeah. of you kind of see everything as an engineering problem. Yeah. Yeah. So Crunch itself has been around for a while. Uh, twenty years is a bit. In fact, yep, this is our twentieth anniversary. Wow! Congratulations. So. <laughs> so you no. have a little seniority over other teams uh, during the first. Well, you know, not just twenty years is nice and all, but there are plenty of teams who have been around as long or longer than us, but. The reason why Crunch has so much prestige is because we're constantly trying to excel, try and promote STEM. For I can't even count how many times we won the Chairman's Award because of how much uh, we promote STEM. Right? We've started uh, 21 FLL teams over our career, wow. eight RoboFest teams, two Junior FLL teams, and uh, we're constantly every year we're doing uh, toxic waste pickup. Right? Uh, we're doing uh, demos and charities all the time. We get our name out there and we do the best that we can every year and when the competition comes, we display uh, gracious professionalism just like Woody Flowers would like. That's always important. We see you guys everywhere. That's good. Everywhere we go, you guys seem to be there too. Well, that means that um, we're uh, we're marketing, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. And uh, I see that you're not like you said, you're not just marketing your team, you're marketing first as a whole because yeah. you've got the the banners behind you for the, the other leagues. Yeah. Um, because, you know, first doesn't just start at high school, right? Right. You know, every every time I do one of these demos, I'll have kids, they'll come check out the robots, and they're flabbergasted, mind-blown, because I'm, they'll see the robot, we'll bring it outside, it'll move around, their heads almost pop off. And I'll tell them that, you know, you don't have to wait till high school. I mean, I did, but that's because I had no clue about this. Right. You can go into uh, anywhere nearby. You can find a junior FLL team. We're trying to start more all the time. So if there's not one near you, we'll make one near you. And then you can go through the whole program, right? Kindergarten to third, you're in junior FLL. You're learning the principles, right? You're learning how to form a plan and follow through with it. Then you get to FLL and from fourth to... uh, I think eighth grade. Eighth, yep, eighth grade, yep. I should know that. That's okay. <laughs> and you know, by the time they reach high school, they don't experience what I did when you know I came. I you know I sat back a bit, or right? I felt uncomfortable getting close. If these kids, you know, they do start at such a young age, they'll come in right away and they'll be like, "Step aside! I already know how to do this. I've learned <laughs> the principles. I know how to hold a screwdriver," which I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Yeah, and and so getting started early makes it a whole lot easier when you get into the bigger, more complex challenges. Yep. Speaking from experience, I did start in FLL in middle school, so I do and, know how and much And FLL, that 
stands for First Lego League. Yep. Uh, just to, to put it out there, it's it's First Lego League Junior, First Lego League, First Tech Challenge, and then First Robotics Competition. Yeah, that's exactly right. And today was the first text challenge video release. Yeah, the kickoff was today. We watched the... Uh, as soon as it came out, yeah. we were watching it. <laughs> uh, yep. It's, it's going to be a crazy game this year. I don't know if you've seen the video yet, but it's a pretty intense game. Um, I'm pretty excited about it myself. I actually watched it um, on my couch with like um, some potato chips, right? <laughs> I'm all comfortable, ready for kickoff, and... It's, I can't wait to see all the innovation that comes out because every year there's one team that puts so much effort in and they blow everyone away. Yeah. Definitely see at the, like, the bigger competitions when they really refine their skills too. Yeah. And then it all pays off because this is exactly what colleges are looking for. Yeah. It's true. And this, this year's game should be interesting because they're dealing with far bigger elements than they ever have before. That... that ball the big ball they're dealing with is like looks like it's probably about this big which is kind of a bigger thing than tech yeah. challenge is used to so that should be a lot of fun to watch well what i like about um ftc is that it's so much about the principles of it right mm -hmm. so a lot more time thinking yeah. and creating the robot whereas for first robotics challenge well it's more about until until last year last year's game the, the current game for frc yeah stronghold kind of changed the way you think about an FRC game in yeah. a really fun way. Because for a long time, there's been a whole lot of brute force involved. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't so much, there wasn't a whole lot of finesse, finesse in it. Yeah. It was a lot of brute force. And this year, there was brute force and finesse, which I thought yeah, was an awesome addition to the game. It's actually, um, I remember being, my team had decided to gather, we'd all watch it uh, kick off together, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, the first year I joined was uh, Recycle Rush was... Uh, oh, the... <laughs> yeah, I saw, the, I saw those faces, and that yeah. was everyone's face, because, you know, the game was you had to stack. And, and there, was no, yeah. there was no direct competition, yeah. which I, I personally didn't like. I know I'm And then they, they had, like, the slight uh, encouragement to, to go like for that. the golden crates, and you could work together with the team, but no one went for those. No. <laughs> that, those were a waste of time, at, exceptionally during the... Uh, the semifinals ran the finals, so, and it's like you know, there was no creativity because like you can't like uh, there were some people who try to get like creatively like, how they got the crates, but everyone just still they just stack the crates. Yeah. They do nothing else. Yeah. This year, so many amazing ideas we saw. Right, there are so many ways you could have gone. We decided to go for uh, low score, but we wanted to get more consistently while also doing the defenses. Other teams, right. they went for straight high score. Right, like um. Team Minotaur, who we actually uh, aligned with in Orlando, was an amazing defense robot. They wow. could block shots constantly with the way they built the robot, and that totally uh, affected the game. In wow. Fact, yeah. Yeah. Th Any this type year, of this year was works. was a lot of fun, even yeah. just to watch, because we were at Orlando yeah. as well, upstairs it doing was. the interviews. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you know, we got to watch the game after after our show came down, and it was a tremendous amount of fun to watch. And I can't wait to do uh, Roboticon. That's going to be well. Mm. You will see us there. Cause Excellent. Like you said, we're everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> October eighth and 9th, We'll yep. see. Absolutely. 
We will be doing this again, and we're running the Jumbotron this You're year. You're running the Jumbotron? Because there will be Jumbotrons, because yep. we're at USF instead of uh, yep. uh, University of Tampa. God, the Sun Dome, that's going to be huge. <laughs> it's so going to be a whole lot tighter than you think. Well, everyone well, wants to go to Rubicon. We've, <laughs> we've, we've already got the map of how it's all going to be drawn out. <laughs> it is going to be tighter than you think. <laughs> we, were, we were doing measurements uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. and... Uh, we were a little afraid that it, there might not be enough room. Oh no! <laughs> we're pretty. We're excited. That's a good situation to be in. <laughs> well then, yes. because that means next year we may be able to put the pits elsewhere yeah. and, and take over more of the floor because the pits are all going to be on the floor with us, yeah. which is a fun situation for people watching. Yeah. Most yes. people don't ever get to see the pits. Like if you're at a, Orlando, right? You only get to see the game. You don't get to see the insanity that happens in the pits. So God. that should be fun. I remember <laughs> freshman, uh, well, my freshman year on the team, right? When mm -hmm. I was a sophomore, first time I ever went to pits, all I had to do was like just carry some coats back. And it was like I walked into, you ever seen that? <laughs> In Star Wars, when they go on, like the busy the, the busy marketplace and like yeah. everyone's scrambling around, that's what I felt like. Absolutely, I was like on a foreign planet. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to be able to get to share that with people this year, which should be a lot of fun. I'm glad. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us today. Yeah, no problem. Um, have a good rest of the event. We will see you in a couple weeks. Hey, and enjoy um, Comic Maker Con. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you too. All right. Um, so. Um, I just want to, to those of you who are in the chat room, who I see we have some people watching live, we want to encourage you, if you have questions for our guests while they are on the show, we encourage you, ask questions in the chat room. We absolutely want to hear from you. So um, definitely uh, keep going. I've got the chat up over here. I think the control room probably is able to see the chat as well. So if there are questions that you have for us, please ask them. We definitely want to hear them. So with that, um, we will go into our next guest, who is a longtime friend. How are you doing? Doing great. How about you guys? Fantastic. We appreciate you helping us uh, fix our one oh, of sure. our live cameras. We like to say at Tangible Labs, we were problem solvers. So usually it's a 3D printed uh, solution, but there are other ways to come around too as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself for those of oh, sure. that don't um, know. So Tangible Labs, uh, my husband Lance and I have been doing it for just about three years, and this is our third year doing the show. Yep. So um, Mighty Mo Creative is our main business, and we do uh, 3D printing and prototyping, custom design. And from attending all the shows, I often find one a shirt, but I can't find quite the nerdiness that I'm not quite the mega nerd, but I want something sort of in between. So we recently started selling our own t-shirt designs and doing some other nerdy, nerdy things. So today I brought one of a, a fun mashup of a Space Invader and a, and a, a Millennium Falcon. Um, so we've got a couple <laughs> other just random things that we never found uh, ourselves when we would go to the different cons. Um, and our popular design today is, uh -huh. uh, of course, very topical with, with Pokemon Go. When go I saw that. Aim that yes. right into that camera so, for um, me. This is the vinyl sticker, but we have a t-shirt design too that we came out with because it's nothing more frustrating than walking 10 kilometers and then have a ratatat hatch. Uh -huh. So uh, we thought this was fun and perfect timing to come out with it. But um, so yeah, nerd tags is still our main thing, doing the 3D printing. Um, the different nerdy designs, Star Wars, Star Trek, Batman type things. So I have a couple that was, samples uh, today. That was where we started. Exactly. Our, our first yep. interview with you was for that. Yeah, so I still have the, the tag hanging up in my office. 
So the, <laughs> the nerd tags is where it starts, and that's really the intro to what people can do for custom 3D printing and prototyping. If someone has an invention that they need a tangible item, so that's why we came up with the name Tangible Labs. Um, but we realized that the nerd swag that we sell, too, is also a tangible item. So we kept it under that brand rather yeah, than having it sense. with our other, other brand. But um, these are some cool cool new things that we've, we've started printing. So this prints in one piece um, on the printer itself, oh. which is just mind-blowing when, when you see it. Um, it prints flat on the machine, and then just the, the software is so, and the engineering within the 3D printing is so precise that it can leave the gap to have the spine. Um, wow. so, so people always think we snap it together, but this prints in one piece. Um, that so is that's actually, fun. That's actually one of my favorite things about 3D printing. Um, we had you guys. Yeah, it was you guys that we talked to. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe at MakerCon a couple years ago okay. or something, because you guys have been on the show I think mm -hmm. four or five times yeah. now at different events, um, and there was a working wrench yes. that we showed yes. off, and that and is major geeks. Uh, uh, credit to be able to get your 3D printer to print that file because mm -hmm. it's, it's open source you can download it for free but you have to have your machine dialed in just right and kind of know the temperature settings to do it okay. so, so that it doesn't just glunk together that you can actually move it and have the working the working file so um, yeah that's a fun one to print and then Lance downloaded this one I think uh, for, for Maker or Golf Coast MakerCon this year so we started printing them uh, at that one Got and then it. our new machine that we've been so the monolith for us uh, so I'm just sort of jumping into both businesses because because okay. we wear lots of hats. So t uh, FreeFab 3D is the printing Some, somebody manufacturer. Somebody inside of the maker community does yeah, a does whole bunch a whole of things. Bunch of stuff. Imagine <laughs> that. Like, let me swap hats now. Um, no kidding. So the Monolith has been our model that we've had for the last three years, and it's a. a, a we love the machine. In fact, it's uh, uh, Chad with the, uh, the Seminole Library, the Innovation Lab. He was our first customer. He bought our first printer, so they still have it upstairs, and they just and printed. He, I would say he yep. just announced. He just. <laughs> put something on Facebook recently. Yep, so once you have a 3D printer, you can download a kit from online, like ours is open source, and you can print your next m machine if you have one. And you can, I mean, it takes, it's a work in progress, and it takes a while to <laughs> get it dialed in. But um, so our new machine that we have introduced called the 8.3, and that's because it's the dimensions is 8 by 8 by 8. Okay. Uh, so pr the print oh. bed size, and this is one that we printed today on the model. So it's the Empire State Building. Okay. Oh. Um, and it's a, it's a much more um, precise machine. If you, you want to. You printed oh. it today. We did. We printed it today. Okay. Wow. So I'm looking at the physical size of this. Mm -hmm. Actually, if you hold okay. it up to that one, you'll get a better yes. angle on it. Okay. So you printed it today. Uh -huh. We can see what the size is. Yep. How long did that take to print? It took about an hour and a half. Okay. So we wow. printed it a little bit slower to get the detail of the windows. Okay. But, but even even an hour and a half yep. on, on that size is... Not that. No, no. There's a lot all. of machines that that would take yep. the afternoon. And the 8.3 is different in our um, uh, than our other machine. It, it has a really cool feature that seems to be the the big winner for a lot of folks that are into 3D printing. Is it has a, a self-leveling bed. So it has a proximity sensor, and so that's sort of the big thing is 3D printers tend to tend to warp and you'll lift up on one side. So we combated that. We put our own little um, proximity sensor to be able to, to tell, and on the, like on the fly, it'll, it'll adjust the bed height um, to make it level. That's and, awesome. Yes, and it's a smaller millimeter uh, of the filament. It's a 1.75, so that also helps give it a little bit it's more detail. It's amazing to get the detailed work. Yeah, so this is more of our pro-level machine. Um, and it's pretty slick. It's got a black case around it and stuff too. So, but Very um, cool. yeah, so it's fun. So Lance and I are tag teaming today. He's mostly talking 3D printers, and I'm mostly <sighs> talking nerd swag. So that that works. <laughs> 
but um, but yeah, we always have fun every year when we when we come here, and it's fun to introduce the new new items too. Yeah. So so how are the uh, the printers doing for you? Pretty good. Uh, so FreeFab just moved to a new location. We'll be opening next week. Um, it's at, still in the Warehouse Arts District, and we're actually going to be inside of a, an escape room. The facility that is building an escape room, we are su like subleasing some space from them. Interesting. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. Um, and so I'm sure we'll announce on Facebook that we'll do a, a, an opening or, or something. Okay. And then uh, Tangible also moved locations. It's been a busy uh -huh. couple couple weeks, <laughs> even months, because we didn't know until like two months ago where we were going to be. Um, so it's been a little hectic. Uh, but yeah, so we I, I didn't bring it with me, but we have a 3D model that we printed of our building, our new office space. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. And it's a six-story building that's curved. It's, it's a kind of an iconic building in, in, in the East St. Pete or Northeast St. Pete. It's called the Skyline Building oftentimes called the George Stetson building or the, <laughs> the I forget some of the other names that people call it. Oh, the, the uh, cone, ice cream cone building or something because <laughs> it kind of concaves uh -huh. up a little bit. Um, but it's flat on one side, curved on the, on the outside. And so we really have curved walls in our office. Wow. Uh, it was built in the 60s. It's a really fun, cool space, so we're I, happy to be in there. I have seen pictures, yes. and it's really cool. I very badly want to see. <laughs> I want to see those columns yeah. in real life because yeah. they look fascinating they, they're really cool so we're definitely the check follow us on on facebook on tangible labs we'll definitely post a grand opening excellent. or a grand reopening at our at sure. our new location excellent and i apologize for not being able to make it to the last one there were things going on at the same oh, time it's all good oh, and apparently just scheduling. wait a couple months and we reopen somewhere else again so <laughs> well this time we've signed a five-year lease so tangible and mighty mo will oh. not be moving anytime soon okay well that's uh, good yes because <laughs> we have you were involved in that move we have done yes. moves yes. for <laughs> for our companies and it's not fun not at all not at all i still have many boxes just waiting like i knew where it was packed at what box at the first location but now the movers and my husband moved it so i don't know where stuff is anymore so it's yeah, very which box like is even which this now? i was trying to find my stickers last night i was like oh, what no. box did i put them in oh no it was that super safe box that i would remember where it was before the show <laughs> Exactly. But, but I found him, so. <laughs> well, that's good. So if people want to uh, to find out about this stuff, where can they go for more information? At tangiblelabs.com. Okay. Uh, email form on there, and they show examples of different things that we've printed. There's also a, a, a shop button. You can go straight to our uh, market, Square Market, that we sell the T-shirts and the nerd tags and uh, the stickers and stuff. And then um, just if you want to do custom. So we did this for the city of St. Pete. It's the Mr. Sun iconic graphic that they've been using. Uh -huh. And Chad Mize painted a, a mural on the back of his old old uh, Blue Lucy space. Oh. Um, and so we do custom ones for different uh, companies and, and stuff like that. So just send me an email and we can talk about the, the prices and depends on how many you're printing. Um, but And then also Facebook and Instagram, just Tangible Labs. Huh. Nice. Huh. And then we did this one. This is one of my favorites. We did this. Um, I'm involved in a lot of local um, charities, including Friends of Strays, Animal Shelter in St. Pete. And uh, we do... Seemingly um, very active. Seemingly with. very active, yes. I'm on the board, and I'm currently the interim <laughs> executive director. So um, we're doing a fundraiser in, in December called Quest for the Emerald Paw. And okay. this, this we did last year in November for the first time. So we 3D print an Emerald Paw trophy. 
Um, and then this is a little trinket we gave away for people at the end of the event, but it's a little emerald paw. And so it's a scavenger hunt to raise awareness about the shelter. When they st the team started the shelter, they pick a team name. Okay. It's an adoptable animal. And then they go throughout St. Pete and the destinations they have to post selfies with their okay. oh, a little nice. picture of their adoptable animal. So then it becomes Team River or Team Coco or <laughs> something. So these were fun giveaways we gave to all the teams that we 3D printed. Very cool. Um, so it's a way for me to tie in, you know, really my passions and get the word out about both both organizations. So it's a lot wow, of fun. That's amazing. Very cool. Um, yeah. We may have to talk to you because I could see the <laughs> F5 Live logo, logo? Yeah. Um, yeah. on those for CES. Wow. I could see that too. It'd be tricky to do the the three color, but it's not. Oh, we don't. It doesn't have to necessarily okay. be the three we color. Could, we could talk about a way we, to modify it. But we, yeah, we do it in solo color sometimes oh, too. Okay. So okay. That's fine. Cool. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be really yes. cool to 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 give when we do interviews at CES. Oh yeah. That would be really cool. So we're definitely awesome. gonna have to talk yeah, about that. Yeah. I don't yes. know why I didn't think about that until you held up the sun Someone's and I'm yes. like, oh. <laughs> idea and yes. michelle and i made eye contact <laughs> i think we both had similar ideas at once so cool <laughs> yep and that's not till the spring january january okay we got some time yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll talk yes <laughs> all right well as always we appreciate you coming by yep. and talking to thanks us for, today thanks for having me and have a great rest of the event yep appreciate it i yeah i i can totally see those things oh my goodness passing it out like anything 3d printed and you're like here and people are like that's so cool like in addition to obviously the business card i apologize while we're talking i'm also trying to get this Fixing. computer to charge so that we can find out who's coming up next because this is the computer that tells us what's coming up next and that's an important piece of information for the two of us to have so that important. when the yes. person sits down we don't uh, just panic. Fortunately, we uh -huh. already know who our next guest is, so yes. that's fantastic. But it would also be really nice to have this computer working. Um, <laughs> while we're doing this, uh, I will say again, if you're in the chat room and joining us live, we appreciate it. Um, it if you're joining us live, uh, it's a little different than it's been the last couple of events. We do have two live cameras. The last couple of events, we've only had the one. Uh, but if you're watching later on the uh, the final version of the show we've got three cameras so sometimes we can get some yeah. some close-ups on the guest uh, we're working on kind of adjusting the studio right now kind of building a new version of the studio a second and a third generation of it so for the mobile show the yeah. the main show doesn't change at all but this one is getting better all the time though it does require us to bring a desktop with us again which is a little sad we had worked our way down to running on a surface <sighs> oh well that's okay um anyway so with that our next guest is seated hello hello how are you today fantastic how are you i'm great thanks so much for being here and thanks for uh, having me on the show absolutely go ahead and introduce yourself for us uh my name is greg plantamura and i am uh with the group the tardis riders in pinellas t-r-i-p trip which is a doctor who fan club and uh so you know we'd love to come out and do these events and uh, have a lot of fun I don't think the uh, the people watching would have guessed that it was a Doctor Who fan club. Uh, yeah, it, that's, it's really <laughs> Based cool. On, uh, yeah, 
uh, Doctor <laughs> Who has, has become so popular. Uh, you know, it, it always was popular for, for many decades. Sure. You know, shows over 50 years old, and yeah. in England it's certainly an institution, but here in the United States, just in the past several years, it has really become incredibly popular, so now it's it's almost mainstream. You can find Doctor Who items in the you know in local stores and things, where before it was really a, a hard you know import uh, item to find. So, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, I know maybe some people, some fans might be concerned that it's you know maybe becoming too mainstream, so it's not kind of as much of a of a unique thing as it was. But it's still it's great that a lot of people, a lot more people are getting introduced to Doctor Who. It's a fun show. Yeah. And so, how long have you been into it personally? Uh, gee, since uh, for a long time, since the the seventies. You know, on PBS they used to run the the program, uh, ah. and. Um, and then uh, the show went off the air uh, for a while, um, and then it came back um, some, uh, some years ago, some several uh, years ago, and uh, in a really big way. And uh, when, when that happened, I got back into it. Okay. And, uh, and, and then uh, they had the 50th anniversary of the series um, a few years ago. And uh, so a bunch of uh, friends got together in the area and, and said, hey, you know, well, there's a lot of Doctor Who fans now. This is a great time. Um, why don't we, uh, you know, start a Doctor Who uh, fan club, a meetup group in Pinellas County? Because there's a lot of conventions, science fiction conventions and stuff that take yeah. place across the bay yeah. over in Tampa or in other counties. And, uh, and that's great. But it would really be nice to have something here in Pinellas County. Um, you know, why not? And uh, Pinellas is the, um, the most densely populated uh, county in uh, Florida. And uh, so, yeah, so it just made sense. So we started having that group. Um, so is it is it an open group? Yeah, sure, it's open to everybody, any fans of Doctor Who or even people who are just curious, they can come and get together. Uh, we mostly um, stay in touch on Facebook, okay. and then, uh, you know, every um, couple of months we'll have some kind of a, a meet-up uh, together to have some kind of a party or watch the show or whatever. We did a Christmas in July party uh, last year, which was kind of fun. And, uh, you know, if, when the new season starts, we'll probably have a get-together to watch that. Sure. Those, that sort yeah. of thing. How many members? Uh, how many do we have? Um, it, uh, it varies. When we do have a meetup, we'll probably have somewhere between several to maybe uh, two dozen people or more. Okay. Aww. Yeah. That's, That's a not a bad size group for any meetup group. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I've been part of a part of several groups, and mm -hmm. you know, if you can get four people to be regulars, you've kind of nailed it. <laughs> yeah, so um, so we do a lot of fun with that, and uh, uh, also, you know, that same uh, philosophy of having something here in Pinellas County, you know, that really um, facilitates uh, Pinellas County residents to be able to get together, um, was the same thing that I was one of the co-founders here of the Pinellas Comic and Maker Con. Um, back in uh, 2014 when we had the first one. Uh, and it was the same idea. I was thinking like, well, you know, sometimes there's people who cannot, don't have the time or the transportation to travel across the bay or to go far to one of these big oversized conventions. Right. Those, those yeah. big cons are getting so expensive and so crowded yeah. um, that, uh, you know, maybe if you've got little kids, it's hard to get to. So I thought if we can have something here and we can make it free, and, and thanks to the, uh, the library and St. Pete College here, they've been able to provide the, uh, the facilities here so that we can have the convention here free. Uh, that's a great thing. And um, as you can see, just we've had so many people come out to enjoy it at first. Yeah. A lot of people were like, well, you know, what is this thing really? What are you doing? And they didn't know if they could take it seriously. But as the more people that we got signed on, different vendors and guests to come out, and, uh, 
you know, cosplayers just love to show off their costumes. It's their passion, Absolutely. and so any opportunity they have, if you invite them, they can come out. So with essentially spending, you know, very little money at all, we were able to get this convention off the ground and um, make it into a big thing, and it has just increased in size. Uh, in the first year, we had about 3,500 people come out, which wow. is the largest number of people to be uh, here on the campus, uh, second only to the time when uh, Obama was doing his, uh, his campaign, and he passed through Seminole. Wow. So that was huge. We had about 4,500 people, I think, last year. Uh, so it's, uh, it's done About the number I really think I well. heard, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. And so this is kind of a thing, a new thing that's happening, too, that um, a lot of uh, libraries uh, and uh, colleges are, are putting together these uh, community cons. Um, and because I think a lot of people are getting a little bit tired of these huge oversized cons that people like to go to them to see the big name guests and things. But uh, I always hear people, you know, coming back saying that they're really, you know, stressed. They've got this fatigue afterwards and it's, it's so crowded and so expensive. And you, you spend a lot of money to get in. You spend a lot of money waiting and a lot of hours spending and waiting in line to get somebody's signature, you know, which is great if you really like that. But, uh, you know, here this is an opportunity at this con that's free. It's family friendly. Um, so people can come with their little kids, bring the whole family, uh, not a big cost, you don't have to travel too far, right. and uh, for maybe for people who were just curious, who have never attended a Comic-Con before, but they right. wanted to check it out, this is the perfect opportunity for them to come and uh, give it a look and, and see what it's like. And it really is, uh, you know, a Comic-Con experience here. You get to see the vendors and the costume contests and all that uh, fun stuff, the um, uh, lots of interesting panels for, for people of different genres. So uh, I think this is just a, you know, a perfect thing. If anybody has heard of Comic Cons or just not been able to go to one for some reason, this is the one to check out. Yeah, it's, it's a low barrier of entry mm -hmm. because it's not expensive. It's free to get in. Mm -hmm. it's, Very nice. If you're already in Pinellas, it's Even convenient better. because it's yep. you know, kind of ish Central County, mm -hmm. right? So yep. it's kind of convenient to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good setup, and the facility's nice. Yeah, and which, uh, and I hope it's a good benefit. Which is not always the situation with small mm -hmm. conventions. The facility's yeah. not always yeah pleasant. So they've yeah they've got a great uh, setup here, and as you know the um it's a kind of a, a unique situation they have here where the city library has joined forces with the uh, the college right. um, so that they together they share the facilities for the library, which has worked out very well for the city and um, for the the college campus here. So um, yeah, they've got a, a great facility here, and we're really great that they've been able to uh, to let us utilize that and I hope that that's been a good um, you know promotion for the the college and the for library them as, well. as well yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine it has to have been yeah. because when you come in here and you see these really nice facilities you know because they can call it St. Pete College mm -hmm. all they want but mm -hmm. people who have been around the county a long mm -hmm. time still think of it as SBJC mm -hmm. and it's difficult to to separate that yeah. in your head from from what it is today until you come here and you see it mm -hmm. and it's yeah. it's totally got a different feeling than yeah. like a, a junior college yes yeah so yeah they got a great venue here the digitorium is a, a really um, nice uh, state-of-the-art uh, auditorium that they have there for presentations yeah, and stuff. right uh, yeah, and they're doing a bunch of stuff in there today yeah we'll have the Ken Spivey concert uh, later at uh, 4 o'clock right after the costume contest and the costume contest is at three. I three o'clock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, back to the to the the group. Mm -hmm. um, you you mentioned a, a Christmas in July event. Yeah. And that there's probably something coming for the new season. 
do you do you usually theme the events or are they um, kind, yeah, sometimes I mean, they're just hey let's get together some, and talk yeah, sometimes it's just uh, let's together and talk but you know I, I like to see if we can come up with some kind of a theme for them I'm, I'm trying to get this idea together for a, uh, a mini golf uh, event a mini putt-putt golf thing because I'm thinking that that's a real simple thing that one could put together and maybe we can invite different members of the group to each create their own little you know putting station with some kind of theme that uh, oh they could work with actually uh, at our um, Doctor Who booth here today there's a uh, a thing that I made uh, in the shape of a Dalek, one of these uh, android uh, robot uh, enemies of Doctor Who, and um, you have to kind of pull this little golf ball up into the little into the holes there, and uh, so um, and that was fun. I saw that. Yeah. It looked a little bit difficult. Like I saw some people trying to do it. Yeah. And it was actually really. It was actually kind of hard. Yeah. So <laughs> it's always fun to have some games to provide some interaction with people. Yep. So, um, but it's you know, the Doctor Who is for people who who know the show. It is really. A, a cool show. It's a it has a unique something to it from other shows that has a real heart uh, and um, creativity uh, to it that um, I know it's some kind of hard to explain. But uh, you know when you watch the show, I like to say that there's you know people who either love the show or people who haven't really discovered the show yet. So very cool. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we definitely appreciate you coming by and talking to us today. Yeah, thanks and a lot for being here. And if people can find want to find out more about the group, how can they do if that? If they want to find out more about our Doctor Who uh, meetup group, it is called Tardis Riders in Pinellas, and you can find us on Facebook if you search for uh, Tardis Riders in Pinellas, T-A-R-D-I-S, uh, otherwise known as TRIP, T-R-I-P. And, uh, yeah, so um, please come and check that out. And... Um, uh, oh, also, I might put in a quick plug for a, a friend of mine who I'm going to be helping with another event coming out uh, for a group that's called um, Chrysalis. Uh, um, what is that? I I <laughs> I came in as the acronym for it. Chrysalis uh, Art and Music Education uh, Incorporated. That's going to be having a um, costume contest and a superhero uh, local unsung hero event with uh, some veterans and uh, um, firefighters, martial artists, and people to talk to kids about you know how you can be anybody can be a hero. Uh, and that event's going to be held at the Palladium in downtown St. Pete on October 30th. So uh, that's also can be found at um, uh, tinyearl.com/ the Super OCT30. So um, that'll be a fun event as well. Fantastic. Well, we okay. appreciate you coming by today. And, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, I think you're involved with the costume contest. Yes, I'm going to be emceeing the costume contest. So see you all there. So and, enjoy uh, that. Yeah, so thanks a lot for coming by. I know there's a lot of different things going on every weekend, and so I'm really glad you guys were able to come out to this one. Oh, Us too. Glad to. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. You too. Doctor Who is always a big thing. <laughs> right? And it is. It doesn't seem to matter where we go. Like, every event that we go to... You it's, see at least three doctors. Yeah, it somehow manages to factor its way in in one way or another. It's because everyone knows about it. Either, like you said, you love it or you don't know about it. But I think everybody kind of knows about it. Like, they at, see a screwdriver point, they're like, I kind of know what that is. Yeah, at this at this point, kind of everybody knows uh, knows British Doctor Who. People, yeah. Like, British TV shows are becoming really popular. Yeah, there's that. That <laughs> British TV as as a whole, but mostly in the comedy genre. You know, yeah. and that one, though it has comedy elements, it's also a bit drama-y. Like it's a little all over the place. Yeah. And so, uh, it's definitely uh, it's becoming big. Yeah. It it's it's coming on on it kind of on its own. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, people are fighting for itself. It's not being thrown into your face. Right. It, 
people are enjoying it, and that's what's making it popular. Yeah. So we have our next guest here with us. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Hi, my name is Teresa, and I'm from the McGowell Park in Largo with the Narrows Nature Center. And we have Birds of Prey, and it's a free park, um, a Largo park, and it's very nice to come to and visit. <laughs> I uh, spent a tremendous amount of time there as a, as a kid through Largo summer camps. Oh, nice. <laughs> have you been there in a while? Um, not in a couple of years. Because uh, we have 20 raptors now, including a bald eagle, that we're glove training now. So we have a bald eagle named Sarge. And we have two great horned owls, um, Franklin and Eleanor. We have two barred owls, Matilda and Eugene. We have two red-shouldered hawks, uh, G and Jasper. And we have two red-tailed hawks, Dakota and Nike. And then we have nine screech owls. Wow. Oh, yeah, I can't stop smiling. I did. I was able. I saw you outside the vendors with birds on your hand. Yes. I did, and like I saw the two uh, barn owls, was it, I believe? You saw the screech owls, the screech and you owls. saw the kestrels. the kestrels. Oh, and I left the kestrels off the list. They're kind of new, so yeah, we have the kestrels now. I did. I saw the birds, and I'm just like, I have to know more about this. <laughs> it's on. Um, yeah, being at the Maker Fair, like, anything can come here. Yeah, we um, all our birds are injured, and they cannot be returned into the wild, so we become their forever home. We wing damage, um, eye damage, so we glove train everybody and learn to take them out on programs. They get used to hearing screaming kids and we do birthday parties and we do nature in the classroom, which is, you know, it's all about education because we have to keep some green spaces and the children now are the ones that are going to be able to save that land. The ship has sailed on my generation. They just want to knock everything down and build. This is another one of the programs that we work on. Um, we work with the uh, vets that come from uh, Bay Pines Medical, and they come to the park and they walk uh, screech owls for uh, therapy. And they come in like two or three times a week now. Wow. And it's really helping out a lot of people. And sometimes they love it so much, they join our group and they continue to come and work with birds. Wow. That's a really cool program. Yeah, it's... Um, it's for PTSD, and I being sure. a sufferer of PTSD, okay. um, it's helped me immensely. I'm all, I'll be there four years in December, okay. and it's made a huge difference in my life um, for the positive. Wow, that's amazing. That's so, really cool. Um, nature is very healing, and um, we're an all-volunteer group. Uh, okay. We have a falconer that uh, trains us, so we are properly trained. Um, how to handle birds and train birds to be comfortable on the glove and to take them out. Well, that's pretty amazing. Like being like we're surrounded by technology right now. Like we've had 3D printers on. Yeah. And it's just with all this new technology, it's important to remember that nature is still a part of our world and that we need to protect it and make sure that it's we keep the green. It'd be really sad with no nature. We need green spaces and to stop poisoning. You can get rat poison that will kill the rat and only the rat. It won't travel up the food chain. It's more expensive than the one that travels up the food chain and a lot of our raptors are killed by poisoning. And if it's up to me, they wouldn't even be able to sell the other kind in our country. England uses 
barn owls in a lot of areas exclusively for rodent control, and they mm -hmm. don't use poison at all. Yeah. Wow. And if, yeah, the birds will eat all the pests. <laughs> Between them and the snakes, they'll all be gone. <laughs> <laughs> um. We also do... Um, wild birthday parties at the park where you can come and we have a classroom and the kids just love it and then we bring in a bird and a snake and a taxidermy animal that they can touch okay and uh, oh. it's very educational and starting from this big on up they soak it up like a sponge wow. and we still do have summer camps <laughs> <laughs> if you ever wanted to reminisce that particular <laughs> yeah I uh, I actually uh, worked with the city for a couple of summers. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, the the guy who ran the program at what was the community center, which is not there anymore, <laughs> um, he actually ended up being the youth director at my church. After, oh, wow. After the, the city kind of downsized the, the parks and rec department a little bit, uh, he ended up being the youth director at the church because we all liked him so much that he just kind of traveled with us. That's good. Over. Good influence. You didn't lose that good influence, yeah, you know, get right. to stick with them. Um, How do you find birds that have been hurt? Like, do you, does someone bring it to you? Sometimes through or? the Audubon Society or there's a network, there's a, a really nice network of rescues that is in place in Pinellas County. Owl's Nest is a big part of that. They rescue, they determine what's wrong with the bird, if it can be rehabbed and then released. Rehab, release is always the goal. If for some reason that it can't be released, they look for a program like ours, which is a forever home that will keep the birds safe, fed, and give it a purpose. Um, so they, the birds do have purposes now, and they help heal people, and they um, bring a lot of joy to people to see them, you know, because I can remember seeing an owl up in a tree and being so thrilled to see it. You know, now I have them sitting on my arm. It's a dream come true for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, it sounds amazing. I, I, I did freak out when I saw the birds on our hands, and it was just, I really do want to get involved with this. It's, um, it's, 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 it's awesome. You know, it's very rewarding, and um, there's always stuff to learn. Um, I was really sick in 2000, and I couldn't do much. I could only sit on the couch, and so I got a bird feeder and a bird book. And even though I'm from Florida, and I knew most of the birds or whatever, I seriously started to watch the birds and see what they sounded like, what their flight patterns were. And as I got better and could get off of the couch, I started going into the woods. And birding is a huge passion for me now. I bird from the car, anywhere there's any window or whatever, it may be boring, but there is probably something out there flying around that I can look at. Wow. Even here today, there was a beautiful spoonbill out there in the um, retention pond in the front. And so we got to watch it feed and preen. And it's wow. it's beautiful. The sun shining through those pink feathers. Every time we see a spoonbill, we're always like, look, look, look outside. It's an window. event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and definitely in Florida, there's a lot of wildlife still around here. Yeah. And we have a very diverse um, ecosystems that you can go to. You know, dry. We have swamps, wetlands. People think that it's swamp is just full of bugs it's full of life um yeah and then of course our marine areas yep, so and the beaches and there's a lot of stuff Ooh, but florida's just got so many different things you know the the wildlife the wildflowers um and trying to save a lot of species like tortoises you know they're a keystone species and 
construction industry can just plow them over in their home. Oh. And if they get a fine, if they get caught, because they're supposed to relocate them. It's a federal law now, but they don't. They just, they just plow them over. Wow. So, like, going back to what you do, you're doing, the Narrows are doing their part in helping these birds find a purpose in their lives. Because yes, they, they have, have a purpose. Yes, to, you know, educate people and... Um, it's a good purpose, you know, um, it and it and it's also helping the people that directly interact with them, us, you know, the volunteers. We we all get something out of it. Um, I do. Amazing. It's very rewarding for me. We've actually got a uh, one of our other hosts uh, who's not here today. Uh, he works at a park in uh, in South Florida. He works at Flamingo Gardens. Oh, cool! And he is. Um, one of their animal trainers and he posted a picture on Facebook two days ago holding a red tail hawk. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah. So they he's, are he's pretty excited because he used to work at um sawgrass. Uh-huh. So, you know, he mostly worked with, with like cats and alligators. Yeah. And so he's really enjoying a, birds a are change. They're very intelligent and you know they can they get to learn who you are you uh -huh. know there's different you know um, skills that some of the volunteers have different skills and they can tell you know when if it's somebody new or whatever they're going to fly or bait bait more off of that you know <laughs> they they can tell they can tell if you're nervous like a horse wow you know they're very intelligent and um Owls are not as easy to train as, say, hawks. Hawks train, you know, and you got to stay with the training or they'll revert back. So we are okay. in the process of our glove training, our eagle. So last Saturday was the first day that she came out onto the glove, and she did have a hood on so she couldn't okay. see, so she wouldn't move. So we all got to get our pictures taken. The, the hood is off now, and uh, there's a couple of people that are working with her. But she is doing so well and moving along so fast that Patrick uh, Bradley, our falconer leader, he's just very, very impressed with how fast she's moving along. You know, so by this time next year, we'll be bringing her out, you know, maybe wow. even before that. We're going to have a big thing on Veterans Day at the Largo Central Park. Okay. And there's a guy that comes from Sebring, and he brings his bald eagle, uh, Thunder Storm, I think is its name. Okay. And um, he allows the vets to get their pictures next to him with the bird, and there's, that's free. The whole thing is free, and uh, there's a guy, Steve Hottie, that brings a free-flighted bird show. So they'll, he'll have, he has a vulture and a couple of hawks that fly around and then come and land back on him. So that's pretty interesting. And we'll be there with our birds and uh, whatever else the city of Largo can muster up for <laughs> us to, to have fun with. <laughs> you never quite know what the city's going to gonna pull off. No. Uh, they occasionally do some really big and surprising things. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we worked for about a year. You know, first we could get the eagle, then we couldn't get the eagle. Then we could get the eagle, and then we did all the paperwork. The paperwork's different for an eagle than any of the other birds, so... It, it took us a long time, but we, we got it. But they did get their zip line approved. Oh, so yeah, they did. Largo um, yeah. Rec Center will have the... The uh, Highland, right? Highlands, yeah, yeah have the, uh, the zip line, which would be pretty fun. The neighbors don't seem particularly pleased about it, but... <laughs> yeah, the strangest story was that uh, the riders were going to throw their cell phones into the water and pollute the water. 
along sure. with zipping and urinating at the same time. <laughs> now, okay. I can't believe the phones because, like, on roller coasters, you're worried that your phone's going to fall off, and you're clutching that for dear life if you keep it on you. Like, right. sometimes it's just worth it just leaving it in that box. Yeah. Just so you won't drop it. Right. Uh, I, I will tell you that there, there's a zip line in Vegas that we interact with, and we tend to walk around the zip line because we all we are always a little afraid that somebody's going to throw up while doing it. Oh yeah, so, I'd be afraid I mean, of that. There's, I, I can imagine there's a little bit of maybe uh, concern, but <laughs> not on purpose. It would be it would certainly be accidental yep. if it was going to happen. It would nobody's planning on. I'm going up there to pee. No. I, I, I think, you know what I mean? I think. I have this vision. So I'm like, really? They're zipping along and going, right? <laughs> yeah. I saw, I was watching it on. <laughs> I was watching it on the news and the whole time, like the, during the, the conversation at the, the council meeting, like everything that people said, my first thought was, really? Yeah. What world do you live in? You know, that that makes sense to you. It should make their property values go up with such a nice activity so right? close to home, you know? Yeah. It was all very strange. Well, remember when <laughs> they had to learn about rock and roll? You know, just nobody likes change. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it comes down to. So, uh, before we let you go, where is the park located and how can people find out uh, more about your program? Um, they can come to our park, and it's located, if you take Walsingham or Olmerton and head west, you will see the Indian Rocks Beach Bridge. There's a light right there. It's 146th Avenue. You make a right, and then a quick left. We're right there on that chunk of land on the northeast corner of the intercoastal and the bridge. If, if you are forced to make a left or a right-hand turn, you have gone too far. Yeah. it's <laughs> and You can Google it up and look. You can use Google Earth. I use it all the time to find green spaces, and it is a green space, and it is marked um, on the Google map, mm -hmm. the uh, George C. McGow Park or the Narrows Nature Center. Google is your best friend anymore. Can you, you know, these kids today are so lucky to have Google. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much. Any question you have, it has an answer. The internet is full of answers. Yes, it is. You just have to be careful that they're the right ones. Our park is um, open seven days a week from sunup to sundown. The nature center itself is open usually from 9 to 5 or 9 to 4. Okay. Um, the park is free. That's free parking, free entrance, free walking around, which it's hard to find something that's totally free yes, anymore. Yes, it is. And it's very educational. We have a wonderful playground and a mm -hmm. uh, sand area that has stuff buried in it that the kids can dig up oh, um wow. interesting so that one of the eagle scouts put a project in for us okay. for that oh, wow. and, Very um, cool. and of course you can feed the turtles we sell the turtle food Ooh, and turtles. feeding turtles is like bubbles i'm telling you you'll never outgrow it <laughs> the the, the little uh dock that goes over the the mm -hmm. lake over by the by the nature center yep. has always been one of my favorite oh, things at that so park. So nice! Actually, they filmed a movie there. It hasn't come out yet, oh. but it's called Turtle Tales, and they filmed okay. it uh, last year. And it has to, it, the story is based on Jr. Our great horned owl that was uh, a wackadoodle came into the park and cut open the cage and let the bird go. Now it actually did acclimate back into the wild and survive, but the story is about this event happening through the eyes of the turtles that live in the pond. 
Whoa. So it's called Turtle Tales. And so the guy has done all this work with the turtles talking and all this stuff. And they did use Matilda in the movie because the actors were afraid of the great horned owl. Oh. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay. And uh, if, if it's important to you, the uh, park is also full of Pokestops. So. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ingress. They play all those games yep. there. I'm not a gamer, but, yeah, we have them. They come in droves. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that right now is important to point out. There are lots of Pokestops and I think two gyms. Technology and nature. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, that's something in it, for everybody. Enjoy it all at once. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming by and talking right, to us thank today. Thank you very much. Come see us at the park. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks. <laughs> I, uh... I don't get into the park physically very often, but it is on my way to uh, to my parents' house, huh. and so there are Pokestops and gyms. Oh yeah, so definitely important uh, today to mention that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, especially with like the Ratatat. Ugh. Yeah, that's true because we had we had her on with her her Ratatat uh, egg. Yeah. thing and then now this and our our next guest who we'll introduce in just a second uh lives in the gaming world so it's a yes. good transition from the ratatats and back into gaming but before we introduce our next guest uh for anybody who happens to be in the chat room right now i do see that there are people in there uh do feel free to uh, pass on any questions to us that you have for our guests while we're talking to them, and we will ask them on the air if they're still with us. When we get them, uh, we've got it here, and it's in the control room as well. We're definitely paying attention to it, so ask us questions if you have them. With that said, our next guest, hello. How are you today? Fantastic. How are you? Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. All right. My name is Angel Miranda. I am the founder and lead gamer for Gamers on the Edge. And Gamers on the Edge is? We do fundraising for all children's hospital uh, through gaming, basically, whether it's board games, whether it's, you know, video games. Listen, we, I, I ran a $1,000 rock, paper, scissors tournament in Orlando one time, okay? We will play anything. Sorry. I think I had something crazy in my ear. Will yeah. you say that again? We ran a $1,000 rock, paper, scissors tournament in Orlando, and 100% of that went to the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we'll play anything. <laughs> we, okay. also, we also take care of uh, all the game rooms and all the gaming consoles over at All Children. So, so oh, we, very we, get cool. to, we get to do that as well. It's, uh, we have a great relationship. They're, they're great people over there. Uh, we hang out every so often at the dialysis and, uh, you know, hook up some Xbox Ones because the kids are they're hooked up for three to four hours, right. you know. Uh, there to for a quite machine, a while. so we, we provide a, a gaming console that they can have some fun, play, and uh, feel like a kid. That's a that's a really cool way to take a passion for gaming. Yeah, absolutely. And turn it into like a positive outside. And, and it can, I mean it's it's come such a long way. The first year we did this, we donated two hundred and thirty three dollars. Okay. And then you fast forward to last month, we just went over twenty six thousand dollars that we've donated since we started doing this. Wow. So it's been a really really neat journey. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's a lot of money. It is. Wow. It is. Especially <laughs> for fun. <laughs> And, you know, we do it as a family, and, and we have a lot of friends that, that come out and help us. But really, my wife, I got twin boys who are, who are 16. They're over there running the game room right now as okay. we speak because <laughs> I, I ran off on them. And then we have a friend, Shannon, <laughs> who, who runs our stream when we do weekly tournaments and, and things of that sort. Because we, we have two major events throughout the year. We have okay. one coming up in November. 
November 5th, we have, uh, well, you heard of a walkathon? Sure. Yeah, yeah we don't walk. Uh, we, we have a game-a-thon. Okay. And we will literally be playing games for 24 hours. We will start at 8 a.m. on Saturday, November 5th, and we will finish at 8 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, wow. And basically, instead of saying, hey, can you donate a dollar for every mile I walk, we say, please donate a dollar for every hour I play. And we will have 20, 25 gaming consoles there. We will have about 10 tables just for board games and okay. card games. Uh, and 100% of the proceeds will go to all children's hospitals. So it's a, it's a really neat neat time. That's our, our major, like, fun, casual event of the year. And then in May, 20th and 21st, we actually okay. have a pro tournament uh, where we actually bring in, you know, pro players from all over. Uh, we take over the Holiday Inn over in Homerton, and it's, it's a big event. It's, wow. it's a whole lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah. So how did this get started? You know, ironically enough, it started in a bad place. Okay. Uh, both my wife and I both uh, lost our jobs on the same day. Oh, God. And, uh, and we lost everything. We lost our house. We lost our car. We, it was just all gone. And, uh, and we were hopping around from one place to another. And we, three kids at the time, you know, my, my daughter, who's older than my boys, and then uh, the twin boys. And we just wanted to do something to get the focus off of oh poor me uh and did a 24-hour game-a-thon okay uh for all children's hospital and we raised 233 dollars and from there it just it went from a game-a-thon to attending every event we could possibly go to and having a small table to next thing you know we're running the the game room for tampa bay comic-con you know with four thousand square feet it, it's just <laughs> It, it just <laughs> avalanched, you know, uh, from one thing to another. Now we're back on our feet. Uh, but it was really key to kind of helping us. And, and I, like I said, my kids just realizing that it wasn't the end of the world for us, that there was a lot of other things taken, you know, that were happening uh, that were a lot more drastic than what was happening to us. It gives you the opportunity to not wallow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely. It's, it's not hard to get trapped into that that cyclone it's it's very easy to get into it yeah. you know and this was definitely uh helpful for us and you know and we got to do some good at the same time so it was uh you know have some fun do some good while you're at it uh it was just a perfect opportunity and like i said it just it has just grown to something we never saw coming i mean right <laughs> now we have i think 10 systems running over there in the game room wow uh and that is just a drop in the bucket of what we can you know gather together with with all the friends and family and and the community has really accepted us and brought us in you know it's it's just it's just amazing it really is you do go to a lot of events because uh the ones i've gone to i've seen you there like metrocon we we uh we hooked up with uh, with a guy named uh steven sore thumbs uh way back when and uh sore thumbs has been just a key partner for us and uh, yeah, Metricon is, is, is kind of our baby. We, we started, that was our first like real big thing that we did with Steven. Uh, and we, that's, I mean, that's about 6,000 square feet and there's arcade cabs, there's everything in there. You name it, it's in there. Um, so, so that's, we were there, we were at Tampa Bay Comic-Con, we're at, uh, at CEO in Orlando, we're, ho we're heading out to Free Play Florida in Orlando. We will... We'll pretty much go anywhere that people will take us, uh, <laughs> except for the 24th. We will disappear on the uh -huh. 24th because it's like the only weekend we have off between here and December. So 
I told my wife, I said, I don't know where we're going. I don't know how we're getting there. But the 24th, we will be off the grid. (laughs) 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 Gone. (laughs) So, so, (laughs) that's funny. So, when it comes to that aspect, right, um, how does that work? Is it, is it like a, predetermined group of people or do you have like a big space and you invite people to participate do you apply to participate how does we the have event we have a work? lot of different things okay. uh, the easiest one and the entry one you know let's just call it you know like the entry level you want to do this you can do this from anywhere we have teammates in alabama uh leonard if when you watch this um we're so grateful to what you do he is he's in alabama and ironically enough, he raises money for the Atlanta Hospital, even though he's in Alabama. So he's in our team here in Florida. He's in Alabama raising money for the Atlanta Hospital. Wow. The way you can do that is if you go to our website over at gamersontheedge.com, there is a team page. And you click on, t- you know, join team. And basically when you click join team, that means that you can raise money for your local Children's Miracle Network hospitals, regardless of where it's at. Uh, it, you know, anywhere in, in, in the U.S. and Canada, you can raise money for your local children's hospital. And the way you do it is, like we said, is, uh, is like a, a game-a-thon. In November 5th, we'll be playing for 24 hours. You can say, hey, I'm only going to play for 10 hours. Please donate a dollar. Uh, and, and those $10 will go straight to your local children's hospital. When you join our team, you get your own web page uh, with your own link. And, and basically, it's... You know, you raise money for your hospital, and you can do it at home. The first year we did this, we did it at a friend's apartment because we didn't have a house, so we couldn't do it at our place. Fair so enough. we went over to his place, you know, ordered some food, and we hung out and took pictures of like once an hour, slapped it on Facebook, and said, hey, we're still playing. You know, here's the link. Please donate. <laughs> uh, it really is that simple. That's, okay. that's like wow. what everybody and anybody can do. Uh, from there, we have... You know, if you're watching our Facebook uh, page, all the events will pop up in there. We have weekly tournaments, uh, Tuesdays in Clearwater. We have Street Fighter and, you know, King of Fighters and a bunch of other stuff that's non-Smash. And then Wednesday nights we have Smash and Melee um, from 6 to 11, I mean, every week. You know, and and just going to all kinds of events. We're having a raffle over there right now where we're giving away a... uh, a Mockingjay, uh, Hunger Games Mockingjay okay. lantern. I, I don't know. If, saw this. You saw it? Did you see I, it? Yeah, I got it's so it. cool. It it's an so actual awesome. movie prop lantern with a certificate of authenticity and everything. Wow. Uh, so, so we have some really cool people that help us out and get us some really neat things to raffle and give away, um, which is like the worst part of what we do. Because some of it I just want to keep. Uh-huh. I know it's not right. So, like, like in the um, last last year here, we gave away one of the ammo crates from uh, from the first Iron Man movie, where he comes out of the where he comes out of the cave and all his ammo crates are on the right hand side. We actually had one of those from oh the movie, and when I when I got that for the donation. I got home and I put it in the closet because I didn't even want to look at it. It was just like, honey, I'm just going to put it here in the closet because <laughs> I don't want to see it because I really want to keep this. So I'm just going to put it in wow. here. Uh, so we get some really cool things to give away and, and you know, for raffles and things of that, uh, that sort. And we don't get to keep any of them. <laughs> so wow. 
that, that makes me think at uh at at MetroCon this year they did a raffle uh, a drawing yes. a charity drawing for some of the the fighting props yes and a lot of the people who work in the show were very disappointed yeah. because they all kind of wanted their props <laughs> we gave away but, like a two but it was foot for a, Goku it was all for a good at wow. MetroCon like this two foot Goku that was donated by Anime Fix which again other people who and you know that's the cool thing about where we've gotten um, it's just been the gaming community whether it's Anime Fix donating things for us at MetroCon whether it's Emerald City also donating things you know for us to raffle I mean it's just the gaming community is an amazing community it absolutely can be it doesn't have to be no no but it, but it can be yeah absolutely <laughs> I'm always I'm always happier when it is, obviously, <laughs> than when it isn't. But it can be a rough community yes, too. Yes, it can. So if people want to find out more about what you do and to get involved, what is the best way they can do that? Gamersontheedge.com. That's our website, uh, and you can jump to our Facebook from there, uh, which is also Gamers on the Edge. And you're going to see most of the events there. The only events you're not going to see there that you're going to see on our website are events that are actually hosted by somebody else and they bring us in. Uh, okay. For example, Free Play Florida. They're going to have ridiculous, like, a thousand arcade cabs and pinball machines over. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. <laughs> over in Orlando. Uh, it's, if you like arcade cabs, old school arcade cabs and pinball machines, this is so good. Uh, so we'll go there and we'll run some tournaments. But that'll be on our website because we put the link to their event page because we're running an event at their place. Uh, our events are all on our Facebook page. Really But, cool. yeah, so it's just gamersontheedge.com. That'll take you to our Facebook. you do a lot of good. We get like to have some fun. <laughs> you know, it's, it is a lot of work. I will say that. And, I mean, and being able to both have fun and yeah. do good. That, like... How much better can it get than that's, that? That's it. I tell people, listen, you're going to play anyway. So you might as well do some good while you're at it. Right. It really is. You're, you're going to play anyway. I'm not asking anybody to do anything crazy when I say, hey, why don't you do a game-a-thon and, and play for five, ten hours. <laughs> right. Because like, you're going to play five hours anyway, hanging out with your buddies, you know. You order some pizza and just hang out for five hours. And I can tell you that n more than 90% of the money that we've donated, out of that $26,000, more than 90% of it has come in fives. It really has. Okay. Wow. So so it's not something that, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I just don't have the money to do it. That's, you know, it's okay. Five bucks, a it makes a huge coffee. difference. It really does. That's it makes a difference. Starbucks hooks us up for the 24 hours, too. Because <laughs> the 24 hours, they get long <laughs> after a while, so they, get, they, they hook us up with, like, Five gallons of cold coffee and five gallons of hot coffee oh, just nice. to help us stay up. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that certainly helps. It does. It <laughs> certainly helps. <laughs> it's not 100%, but it No, but around but 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, it's st it starts to get really long. I mean, because people are like, ah, oh, 24 hours of gaming. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a little rough when you get to like 4. There's a wall right around there. He's got to break. Yeah, you, you smack right into it. <laughs> so uh, we have we have in the past um, done uh, through the Tech Podcast Network. We've done a twenty-four hour podcast, and uh, it's horrible. It's hard. 
it's the, it's the worst at at between the 12 and 14 hour mark you're like all right i why do we keep agreeing to do this yeah. what is wrong with us we we try to kind of mix it up so <laughs> so like last year dairy queen donated dilly bars and we we hid them in the freezer until like after midnight and anybody who was there after midnight got deli bars you know just to kind of like give them a little extra boost so like okay you guys are still here let's go get we sugar. got this right and we play are you a werewolf but we don't play it until after midnight so again that's another little extra boost you know so it's it's fun we, gotcha we've we've done that at uh at gaming nights yeah before we did actually we did a a gaming yeah, night fundraiser did. one time for yeah. a robotics team Oh, very uh, cool. Microsoft hosted us at their offices in Tampa, and yeah. we did a, a fundraiser for uh, one of the robotics teams. Very our, cool. Armada Games. They were board games. So yes. Yep, yep. Games Armada Games. Yes. Yep. They helped us out. Yeah. It can be a lot of fun. It can be a lot of work. It, but it, can it be is a lot, a lot of, of work. Yeah. You know, we do this on our off time. This is not our, yeah. our job. Right. Um, so our weekends, that's why I said the 24th were disappearing because our weekends are pretty booked up and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you know, and yeah. my kids are going to school and yet, you know, they stay up on Tuesday, Wednesday still past midnight in order <laughs> to help us run the weekly events. Uh, and then we take them out and drag them to stuff like this every weekend, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because a lot of their friends are like, oh, you're playing video games all the time. They're like. No. no, no, we're in charge of the video games. There's a difference. Yeah. We're <laughs> running them, making sure they're very different. Going right, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're going to a uh, comic book, uh, an anime convention? Yeah, yeah. No. I'm in a room. We're, we're media guests. It's not quite the same thing. <laughs> we, yeah, we I had understand. People, we had people asking us, so how was Tampa Bay Comic Con? I was like, I don't know. I didn't leave the game room. I'm not really <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think it was good, but I didn't leave the game room for three days. So uh, People smiled when they came in and when they left. Yeah, so yeah. That's the best and, I can give you. And the con was closed at 6, but the game room didn't close till 10. So, oh. um, so wow. yeah, we didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, I can totally appreciate that. We, we seem to... Live similar lives. Exactly. How, how was the con? I don't know. It I'm looks lo beautiful out there. <laughs> I'm looking at a wall all day. I don't know. I have no idea how the convention was. It was good. But the people I see in the little screens in front of me behind us all seem happy. Yeah. So I guess it was good. We'll just wave at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking the time to come Thank talk you. to us today. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of the year. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Nice meeting you guys. You too. you too. We'll talk some more. All right, I am going to uh, step away for just a second, and uh, Marissa is going to talk about some of the things that she saw outside of the room that aren't going to be on the show today while I solve a problem real quick. Yeah, I was the one going around the convention grabbing the people to come for interviews, so I got to see more than Scott. But yeah, no, this it's a comic and maker con, so it does have a lot of different types of people here. Like we saw, we had 3D printers, and then turn around, and then there's birds outside the building. And it's not just that. You have comic book artists, you have cosplayers who are part of the con, and then also you have a bunch of people just walking in in their cosplay already. It's an amazing place. And actually, I didn't get to see this, but I saw outside the room, there's a virtual world. So we got they had people wearing virtual headsets and being able to 
see that kind of technology and use it, which I thought was amazing, and I hope I get to do it maybe later. But and it's so different because then you also see all these people who are making stuff like jewelries, and later on I think we're having someone who's actually well, their husbands made knives, and then there's also all these people who have made who have written stuff or do deal with technology, and then. They somehow incorporate that into their makers. Like, it's a, this is an amazing place, and it is huge. Like, I didn't get to see the LARPing that happened, which is in a different building. I didn't get Wi-Fi, so I couldn't really help sign them up to be on the show. But there is, on the other side, you see a whole bunch of other people with the sword fighting. I didn't get to see it, but there was more people who had, like, mugs and posters and... This is a huge event for us. For as little time as it's been around, like the Pinellas MakerCon and Comic Con, it hasn't been around for that long. But being as big as it is, it's really amazing. It's definitely great for someone who's just coming into the comic uh, convention scene, and it's like free and being able to just come and no one. There's no real pressure. It's just amazing just to be here and doing that this is a maker con there's actually we have a maker here who not only does jewelry but also has written a book hi um i'm lucian diver i wrote uh, both the vamped young adult series and the latter-day olympians adult series um this is kind of clueless meets buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> Um, young adult vampires. Um, this is Greek gods running around modern day LA with murder, myth, and mayhem. Ah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How did you start to write that one? <laughs> um, well, that one actually started with a character talking in my head. Usually they do. I um, All my books kind of start with characters. This one started with the, um, the popular girl who always had the perfect hair and the perfect makeup. And I thought, well, how can I really torture her? <laughs> so how about we make her a vamp and we take away her reflection and her tanning options. And we oh. bury her in the things she literally uh. wouldn't be caught dead in. Fascinating. Um, so, yeah. So that was fun. And then, but Latter-day Olympians, I took Latin for five years. And, um, you know, and, and then d went on to not do a thing with it. I was an anthropology and writing double major, and I was fascinated with comparative religion and mythology. And um, the more I studied it and realized that the myths across cultures, there are such similarities. There are flood myths in so many cultures. There's resurrection myths and the twin myths and just so many that I wanted to write a series that I focused on Greek mythology, which is what I know best. But I wanted the gods to have been different things in different cultures so that I could bring in different pantheons and different gods. Okay. And, uh, wow. and basically, it's modern day, so the gods, having lost their worship, have lost a lot of their power. So they've had to get, you know, day jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, for instance, Zeus is headlining a pyrotechnic show out in Vegas. And um, Hephaestus... Sure. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> and Hephaestus is now um, the new wonder kind for industrial light and magic. And, you know, so... Um, it was fun, but of course some of them are trying to stage a comeback and that creates all kinds of, you know, they want to announce in a big way that they're here and that does not mean good things for the humans. So. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it is both ridiculous and wonderful and that is usually what makes a good book. There's got to be a little ridiculous or it gets boring real quick. Absolutely. So. My favorite thing in the world is a sense of the absurd and a sense of whimsy. So I like to write kind of funny dark or snarky okay. dark. That's, I guess, what I do. Okay. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So yeah. how did you get into writing in the first place? Going from anthropology and with a, a whole lot of Latin, how, how, did, how did you end up writing in general? Um, I actually started writing probably when I was 11 years old. Okay. Um, my fifth grade teacher was just amazing, and um, he set the whole the whole class up into writers groups and we would critique each other's work and everything else and I always did well in school I was always smart but this was the first time that I felt somebody had taken something looked at something I did and went this and and it was such an amazing feeling and this idea that I could create things that people would actually want to pay any attention to um, and so uh, I, I think from that encouragement kind of grew the love of writing. So um, like I said, I was a double major, so I was anthropology and writing. Okay. Um, and, and then so then I put them together, I guess, when it came to the Latter-day Olympian series. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's really fascinating. So how... You said they're they're both series. Yeah, this so is. So how many are in each? Well, there's four books out in this series, okay. but they're about to uh, all be reissued with new covers um, okay. when the fifth one comes out. So next year, the fifth one should be out. So how long um, has it been running? Uh, this first one was, I think, published about nine years ago. Okay. Um, I think nine years ago, and so there was a gap between the fourth and the fifth because um, I thought I was done with the series, and then my fans were not done with the series. Sure. <laughs> and then I realized I did I did have at least one more book. There's things I had to wrap up and I really did. I owed it to the fans and I owed it to the characters to not leave them hanging. Okay. <laughs> um, one character in particular, it's really funny. He was not the character that I thought everybody would like take to their bosom, but he's. I get more mail about him than anybody else. And they're like, <laughs> but what happened to him? And I, I think Isn't that how it always goes though? <laughs> it's never the character the main protagonist. Ur yeah. Urkel was supposed to be there for two episodes, and he became... <laughs> people don't even remember the name of the show today. Right. <laughs> right. I don't. Family Matters. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mom called it Urkel's On. <laughs> and he was only supposed to be there for like one or two episodes. Yep. It's never the character you think is going to be the standout. Oh, that no. Is. It never is. I mean, this was a crazy... He's psycho. He's not even... He's not <laughs> even all there. He's sane, and he's... I call him the psycho psychic, because he is. And he'll you know, tell you the future, but not in any way you can actually interpret or do anything with. <laughs> and then it'll sort of help you and want to kill you all at the same time, so you don't really oh. know. And this is the character that everybody loves. <laughs> everybody sure. loves a psycho. So Everybody loved Siler. There you he go. Wa he, he was, was my favorite character. He was only supposed to be in the first season. Really? Yes. Oh. Everybody loved him. That's why they brought him back at the end of the last episode of the first season. Right. And as twisted as he was, you kept hoping he would be redeemed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you, could, you, constantly, yeah. you constantly believed that there was a way that he was going to solve it. And, yeah. then, and then he did, and then it all unraveled. Right. No! Right. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got the other one, and the other one is how many books deep? Uh, this one is five books deep okay. and a novella. And actually, the novella is free. So if anybody wants to try out the series, it's a prequel novella. So it okay. actually um, oh. doesn't have... It, it has... Uh, Hermes, who is one of the, um, he, he was also not meant to be as big a character as he was, but um, the trickster god, I guess I love that. So it, the prequel story is called Trickster Blood, and it okay. features um, Hermes, because I couldn't really feature my main character without giving things away that you learn in the first novel. Oh, so. Got it. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Interesting. So we're, we're five and a prequel, mm -hmm. and... Uh, how long has that series been running? Uh, that series has been going on, I think, 
five years. I think I did a book a year in that wow. series, so that sounds about right. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess some people do trilogies, and I seem to do five book arcs. I, I don't know. I don't set out to do that, but I just, every time I write a short story, it wants to be a novel. Every time I write a novel, it wants to be a series. <laughs> well, I guess that's, that's the curse of the storyteller is that it's, it's never as short as you think it's going to be. Yeah, and your characters, they grab hold of you, not so much you grab hold of them, <laughs> and they just drag you along, and they're like, but I'm not finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's more to say. There's more to say. <laughs> well, Gina in particular, she had her own blog going for a while. She had, yeah. Okay. Because she, she wouldn't shut up, even between <laughs> books. <laughs> That's actually a fascinating way <laughs> to keep... To keep the character going and get new people interested in the series. That's and yeah. it comes out of the book. Like, it's a blog. Yeah. That's yeah, really well, cool. she shops with me, I swear to you. So when I'm writing her, <laughs> like, she'll be like, oh, my God, you're not going to wear that, are you? And I'm like, oh, I guess not. We'll just put that back. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Well, she's a teenage yeah. fashionista, sure. you know. Sure. She, does, she does have character growth as the series goes on. She That's does, good. I promise. And there's redemption and all that, I promise. So... <laughs> So, if, if you write in fives, it sounds like we're at five for both. Mm -hmm. What comes next? Well, in November, I've got a young adult thriller um, slash issue book. It's really um, one that's really important to me. It's, a, it's, a, it's called Fault Lines, and it's about um, a girl whose best friend has committed suicide um, and had pushed everybody away about six months prior. And so now my main character is dealing with her best friend's death um, and trying to reconstruct what led up to it, thinking maybe she can get closure or maybe she can find out and get some sort of justice for her friend. Um, but while she's doing that, somebody seems to be taking revenge against people that they feel drove least to their death. And since she was the best oh. friend, everybody thinks it's her and starts retaliating and she ends up getting really horribly bullied and things like that. And so she really has to find out not only what happened to Lisa, but who's taking revenge now before anybody else gets hurt. So it's a young adult thriller, wow. but it deals with some really serious issues and it's really, really close to my heart. Okay. Um, I've got another young adult thriller that my agent is marketing now to follow that up. So um, if I follow the pattern, maybe it'll be five young adult thrillers, <laughs> I don't know. But, but unrelated, each one stands alone in okay. that case. So, wow. Yeah. Very cool. So if people want to find out more about you mm -hmm. and more about the books, where can they go to do that? Um, they can go to my website. It's luciennediver.com. Um, and Lucienne, it's the, the French version. Just picture Lucien with an extra N and an E at the end, um, which I have to say because I've gotten all kinds of crazy spellings. <laughs> don't worry. We'll, we'll have it up on the screen oh, okay, so people wonderful. don't have to <laughs> try and figure it out. We'll make it easy for okay. them. Okay. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you coming and talking to us today. Uh, thank you so um, much. I am fascinated by both. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. Absolutely. Have a good rest of the event. Thank you. You too. So that's one of the things that I like about an event like this is you can go from Anything. video gaming to two Wildlife. really fascinating books. Yes. Back to back with no pause. No. And then... We'll, we'll transition right into something equally interesting and something that is kind of near and dear to both of our hearts because of our backgrounds, you know, yeah. our engineering backgrounds. Our, uh, our next guest, kind of his, his thing is kind of near and dear to our hearts. And he's somebody who's been on the show before. We should stop teasing around and introduce our next guest. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Well, thank you for having me. My name is Tony Salvaggio, and I am the founder of a company called East March Recycling. 
And what we do is that we recycle computers, electronics, and IT equipment, but we do it in order to fund tech labs for kids who don't have access to technology here in our communities and in developing countries. When, uh, when we moved our studio a couple of months ago, uh, Tony here was nice enough to help us <laughs> with a lot of the stuff we decided not to keep. I think we filled my father's truck twice. twice. And it was a lot of old stuff. A lot of old wow. stuff. A lot of weird stuff. A lot of vintage stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. So we definitely appreciate the help there because some of that stuff is impossible to get rid of on your yes. own, yes. as you know. Yes, <laughs> so of course. It's very much appreciated. How did you get into this to begin with? Okay, so when you say get into this, meaning the the uh, industry, or how did I get involved with Pinella's uh, MakerCon? Uh, into the industry. The industry. So my background is scrap metal recycling, actually. Okay. I've been in the scrap metal industry for about seven or eight years. Okay. And I used to uh, work for this large company back in Venezuela, which is where I'm originally from. And then in 2011, I came here on a work visa to start a branch of that company here. Okay. And then I worked for them for about a year and a half. Then I got hired by another company for about a year and a half. And in 2014, I decided to start my own company. And uh, with that scrap metal background, one of the things that we took in was uh, electronics, right? Is commodity mindset. Sure. Uh, but a couple of things happened in that process when I realized that we are literally throwing away items, electronics, computers, phone, laptops that are still usable. Uh -huh. or might be a little bit outdated for us. But for people across the world, they're perfectly good operating machines. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that's when that's when Isma Recycling really uh, formed its vision mm -hmm. and its purpose. And uh, we've been going at it technically since 2014, but we changed our mindset into focusing into to our social enterprise around 2015. Okay. So we encountered you like right as you were getting going yes yeah. okay yeah 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 i remember uh Cause, yeah cause you were on the show at maker at gulf coast maker con like two years ago 2014 two, yeah yes yeah. so we encountered you right, right as away. you were going well you know it was very interesting because i one of the uh, there there were multiple things that happened along the way of our growth and you know narrowing it down into really what we're here for and uh, community was one of the main reasons why, at the end, we end up, you know, being where we are. And uh, definitely, you know, folks like the MakerCon Maker and and the uh, Maker community and the robotic clubs and you know the coding programs and the coding clubs. It's one of the uh, of the first uh, intros for me into not only the Tampa community but the techie community in the area. So it was all because of you, Scott. We're <laughs> Success. <laughs> you know, we've had the opportunity to work together a number of times because yes. you were also a speaker at TEDx with us one I, time. I was. Yes. I'm. I'm. I think it's uh, it's a good time to tell you that that we are we're officially stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it's you and Mo Epley, and you know, if if those are the people that I have to worry about stalking me, I'm probably okay. Oh, and and Chuck, who's in the corner, we can't seem to go anywhere without Chuck following us around. 
but you we know, run into him, him about once a month. So it, I think that um, so you can't really forget about the folks that were with you, uh, not only in the beginning, but they were a big part of, of that community uh, formation, right? And uh, I think you you guys are, are a big part of that ecosystem. And it's an ecosystem that's growing. I, I, everywhere I go and I talk about it, I, I say it. You know, Tampa is it has the right type of people that, that are working together and that are nurturing that mindset. And if, if we could, there are some people who could nurture it <laughs> that say they do, but don't. It would be great if we could get those people behind us too, but whatever. Yes, the community that is active is fantastic. Yes. We, you know, there's, like I said, there's, there's a number of groups that we, we all kind of hang out in similar circles to promote the group. It's, you know. But it takes time, you know, if you really think about yeah. it, we're still, we're still a pretty young community, mm -hmm. right? And it takes time to, to be, we have to remain consistent and we have to remain supporting each other. Because it takes time to develop. Yeah. And Remaining uh, consistent is one of the things that the Tampa area has always had trouble with. Yeah. So I think this time around in this community, I think we have a good number of the right people. I agree. People like Terry Willingham and Chad Marin, who runs this event. I agree. Chuck and you and Mo Epley. And I, I think we've got a good community of people who are always out there reminding people that Tampa's a good place to be. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. So that's that's definitely a good thing. So what's next for you? Well, it's um, so we have a few interesting things in the uh, in the pipeline. Okay. Um, so far this year, we've been able to set up seven tech labs in the community. Wow! With wow. Uh, nonprofits mostly that work okay. supporting kids. Uh, we had our first interna international tech lab at the beginning of June in Venezuela, where we brought 25 computers and it's servicing a school that right now has about 2,000 kids. Whoa. So for the next three years, we're hoping that about 2,500 kids will receive a direct impact of what we're doing. You have to keep in mind that over That's there, awesome. they were working out of computers that were older than the one that you brought to the warehouse. You, you know, compu computers that were running Windows 95 and 98. So we brought, you know, 25, and you can imagine the, uh, the impact. Yeah. And that's happening here in our own community as well. You know, we, uh, we set up uh, 20 laptops last month to uh, folks right of Ybor City called the Dream Center. We're sending, we're, we're setting up a tech lab in Peru uh, next wow. week, next month. Wow. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's cultivating that social enterprise, but also letting our partners and the companies that we work with that we can bring them along in that story. You know, we don't want to be the ones that take the credit because ultimately we're doing it on behalf of our partners. Sure. So, you know, it, that's, that, I think that's the powerful message that, that we're bringing. You know, it's easy, it's easier to give back. It's easier than we think. Yeah. And it's about, you know, it's about making it accessible for everybody to contribute. So how big of an area from the recycling side of things, yes. how big of an area do you guys service? We, uh, our bread and butter is usually between uh, 50 mile radius of where we are. Okay. Uh, we have routes that go weekly, bi-weekly. For example, the, uh, I'm, we're located in Tampa. We cover the Pinellas side of the area about twice a week. We have a route that goes and, and picks up. 
Okay. And uh, every time we get a call from from a corporation or a company, we try to set them up in that route. Okay. But we're still we uh, we can we can go as far as it makes sense for us to go, and we're constantly bidding on material that it's all over the country. We have pallets of material coming from all the way up from Seattle to Texas to New York. So you know, I think that internet makes it a lot easier for us to to get our hands sure in a lot of places sure yes <laughs> that totally makes sense so if somebody in the area or not yes who has a large collection of things to to deal with wants to get a hold of you how can they do that probably the easiest way would be through our website okay and our website is www.e as in echo smart as in being smart Recycling.com. So eSmartRecycling.com. Over there, there's not only uh, information about our social footprint, but drop-off locations, and then they can give us a call or send us an email. And we have a pretty cool team of people that will be able to take care of them fairly fast. What kind of stuff do you guys deal with? The best way that I can put it <laughs> is if it has a switch, if it has a plug, or if it has a battery, we can take it. Okay. And we are also secondary metal recyclers, which means that there are certain items that we can handle, like lead-acid batteries. You need a specific type of license to be able to handle lead-acid batteries. So we can take care of that. And uh, like I said, we either have logistics partners that we work with, or if you're in the area, we have drop-off locations. We're partnering out with storage units and consolidation spots to use as uh, drop-off locations in the community. That's cool. Storage spots. I, I wouldn't have thought of storage, st- like thought of storage, but of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. I'm, 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 I'm that smart. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and humble, too. <laughs> no, we're not reinventing the wheel, which is copying a lot of smart people from all over the country. Yeah, you, the smart, the, one of the best things you can do is to stand on the shoulders of, of you giants, know yeah, yeah of course exactly yeah. take learn from others it's one of the things that we talk about in the robotic stuff all the time yeah. is you know the Keep reason why history. yeah the reason why teams are successful when they are is because cumulative knowledge Correct. gets passed down team to team yeah you don't lose it just because somebody graduates and it's the same kind of thing here yeah you know, other people have done it correct and right now with you know the way that we're so connected there's there's no secrets yeah, you know that's there's for really sure. no secrets so yeah you try to try to look at what are the best out there and i don't want to use the word copy it but uh you know give it your own twist and sure. that's and that's what we're doing very yep. cool thank you very much well we uh we definitely Appreciate you coming and talking to us today. We also appreciate what you're doing for people. Thank you very much. I look forward to uh, catching up in the future as well. Absolutely. Have a good rest of the event. Thank you. You too. Bye. (laughs) I had no idea that the first time that he was on the show that they had just gotten going. The way way he talked and, and the passion behind it, it sounded like he must have, this company must have been together for a decade. Um, yeah. And, of course, you know, like I said, he was one of our TEDx speakers. Yeah, um, I was there. It was, it was, it was a, it was a was good it, speech. Like, he knew what he was talking about. It was our last, was it our last Prime event, Michelle? I think so, yeah. I don't think it was the first one that we did. I think it was the last one that we did. Um, 
that he spoke and again he uh the the passion that came through he's definitely uh excited about what he does which is so important yeah. if you're not excited about what you do um you it shows yeah you exactly the consistency is not there and i think that's why like we've said before the tampa market has had trouble with things in the past is because i don't think people do it because they're passionate i think they do it because they see something in it but mm. i think we've found a good group of people now yeah. in in the community that are making things better uh speaking of making things Aha. we seem to have some fascinating things next to us um let's find out what we got going on hello Hi. hello How thanks for you? having me absolutely uh go ahead and introduce yourself um my name is joseph long um i am uh here at the um comic-con and makers fair with uh hacker boxes okay showing off our offering for hacker box and what are hacker boxes um, well, they are a uh, monthly subscription box that um, uh, subscribers uh, to the HackerBox receive a box every month that has um, uh, electronics projects in it. So it's basically like Loot Crate or Birchbox, but instead of toys or makeup, it has uh, electronics projects and modules and things like that in it. And, okay. uh, and there's also online information for what you can do with the, the projects. So... That you're speaking to the right people here. Great. You're speaking to uh, two people from a robotics background. So, um, yes. so what kind of what, projects yes. are in it? What kinds of stuff? I see a, a screen that is uh, talking to us. And what other things might we expect to find in one of these boxes? Well, every month we have a, a sort of a theme. Um, okay. And... Um, so uh, for our current month, the theme was Python Pi, Pi being P-I, and it was uh, because we were exploring the Python programming language and we were using a Pi single board computer. Okay. So in the box, we had uh, uh, the Pi computer and the memory chips needed to use it and um, a um, Super NES type controller so you could make a retro game system out of it. Sure. And things along those lines and then breakout boards so you could access the pins on the Pi to interface with little displays and, key and keypads and, uh, and learn how to uh, do physical interfacing with the Pi. And that was very successful, so we'll probably do some more Pi-oriented things in the future. Okay. We often uh, do things that are um, Arduino-based. Sure. Uh, we had a theme a couple months ago that was virtual reality, and we had a, uh, um, a headgear that you would put your smartphone in okay. and then some uh, uh, motion control things that you could use to make like a motion control glove. Um, we had a box that was... So uh, like accelerometers and exactly, stuff like that. Exactly, yeah, and gyroscope, okay. yeah. And, sure. uh, and then we had a box that was um, a clock theme. We called it the clockwork box. And uh, <clears throat> it basically had all these different mechanisms for keeping time. So uh, using like a, real, a battery back real-time chip and then using a GPS receiver to get the time from the GPS satellite. Oh, sure. And then also um, uh, getting a network-based time over, over Ethernet. Okay. And then we also had a little kit in there where you could basically make your own little alarm clock to keep next to your bed. So... You know, we, we kind of ran with that theme of, of clocks. And, okay. and, and so, you know, we have these themes every month. And, you know, we have a, have, have a good time with coming up with those and finding, you know, fun uh, electronics projects that are, you know, both educational and fit within the theme and fit in, fit in the box itself. Sure. And, and then you know. that the parts are usable for 
additional projects. They're, sure, they're, yeah. They're not just <laughs> like super specialty <laughs> right. things that you're going to use for so, the month's theme and then never look it, at again. Exactly, and we certainly <laughs> have some subscribers. They're probably the ones that are maybe a little more advanced. That just they get all the stuff and they might look at you know what projects we have and be like, oh, that's interesting, and then they like make their own things mm-hmm. or um, take or, the idea and expand on. Or it they do what we all did as kids with the Lego, where you know they they just kind of throw out the instructions and they stick together all the stuff they have, uh-huh. and that's always exciting to see someone take. You know, we did a robotics platform uh, last January, I think. So they'll take that platform and put, you know, this thing on it and then, you know, laser pointer or something else. And then, you know, it's like, okay, I didn't think of combining all those things, but it's pretty cool. But, <laughs> but you know, with the, each box, we try to focus on having projects that go with what's in the box so that people who only have that box don't feel left out. Right. So, And we've recently <clears throat> introduced a, um, a starter workshop that has uh, a lot of the things from previous boxes that were really popular but kind of on the more introductory side and okay. then and then a whole slew of experiments components for experiments that go along with a um, introduction to Arduino book and then a whole uh, set of tools soldering iron solder soldering stand multimeter so that people that want to get into hacker boxes but don't maybe have the stuff they need to do it can start with the with the starter box and this is the the toolkit that um. comes in the or I'm sorry the parts kit and then there's a bunch of other tools. So, so we're kind of branching out into things that make Hackerbox is more accessible and more fun to as many people as possible. When you were describing that that last collection of things, our uh, producer raised her hand. She's like, "I, I want that one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's our hope is that we can reach more people with that because while Hackerbox has been really successful, we're, we ship to every state into 20 different countries now in in, in, wow. in, in our first year. Um, and uh, and so we've been really successful, but we realize that because of the stuff we do, we you know we, we try to make it a little challenging. It's not a it's not a cakewalk doing the projects we have. Um, that because of that, it does um, uh, leave out some people, or, or it, it is it isn't as immediately accessible. And that you know part of our goal with this is to bring electronics to everybody, show everyone how fun it is, let people learn. You know. We, you know, you may have seen if you came to our table, we use a lot of jokes that relate to uh, hacker and cyber culture popular media. Okay. So, for example, you know, we use a lot of jokes from the Matrix, like we're giving out red candy and we're like, take the red pill, Neo. You know, and so we like to say, we want to show people how deep the rabbit hole goes. Because the cool thing about electronics is it, it just, it's just almost limitless, you know. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know and, and, and that's something we love about it. So, so when did you start <coughs> Hacker Boxes? Um, it's a little over a year ago now. We we uh, we started through uh, crowdfunding, and then we started signing up people on our subscription site. And um, and I think we we shipped our first box. I think it was this month last year. I think this is our this is our this is our year month a year anniversary or whatever you want to call okay. it. So, uh, so this month our box will be box eleven, and we started at zero, of course, because we're C programmers sure. that, that uh, um, zero zero base numbering system. So the eleventh box will be the twelfth box. So okay. it's been a year. Wow. And we were around raising interest and doing crowdfunding and stuff a, a few months before that. So. And we originally had the idea maybe six months before that. So it takes a, takes a little time to cook this kind of stuff up. So. Yes, it does. <laughs> not just this. We've been simmering on a new show that finally starts in a week uh, oh, for great. about two years. So I understand. <laughs> Can you tell us what it is? or what? Um, I don't know... We haven't technically made an announcement oh, okay. on it yet. We're going to need to know here. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't technically made an announcement on it yet, though. We will Next probably week. this week. Once yeah. once we get enough stuff set up, details. I think we'll be. <laughs> um, yeah. So nice. I see 
on the boxes in front of us, I see two different logos. So, which one is the modern one? <laughs> we actually have a few different logos. Okay. So, oh. this logo here, the blue one, is kind of our super generic kind of, uh, you know, school and library friendly. It's just a little circle with some circuits in uh -huh. it. And then, uh, and then we've got the, the, the skull logo, which sure. we have had, have had from the very start. And then we have another skull logo, which isn't even on here, which is a similar skull, but he's a little more biker angry looking, and he has... <laughs> ones and zeros going through his head and we call him the bit head logo sure. and so um you know there is a theme that runs through them so we're not trying to be uh unbranded right but sure. but also um you know because we like to give people stickers for hacker boxes and use different logos on things you know we want to keep it fresh you know we don't there's nothing saying that we have to you know use the same blue striped ibm logo for for 40 years in a row right we can yeah that's one of the things we love about this business is it's all us we can do whatever we want if you know, if it's it, monthly, it, it changes every exactly. Month. Yeah, it's always yeah. it's always something new and exciting. You know, but it's always hacker boxes, and it always has you know a circuit or ones and zeros or something that sure. shows, and it has that you know the the skull is kind of that has that edginess to it. But you know, uh, kind of an interesting uh, comic note is that uh, we actually had to stop putting the skull in particular, but also the word hacker boxes on the boxes that we ship in uh, overseas because we noticed that they really kind of drew the attention of customs. Because you know oh. they're like, oh, these are these hackers. What are what is this about? You know, and so, and and while for wow. us, hacker has a has you know, for the most part, a very positive connotation. It does have some of the you know we know the negative connotations, but it's more of like only, playful or trickster. Here. Only recently, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, the um, uh, you know, there was this great book that came out. I want to say late. 80s, mid 80s, by uh, Stephen Levy called Hackers, sure. and where he defined the hacker ethic as, yeah. you know, not that it wasn't defined before that, but he really nailed down that the, you know, the original hackers, which he defined as the members of the Tech Model Railroad Club at MIT, that you know they they really embraced this. You know, we want to we want to get into these machines. We want to be passionate about figuring out what we can yeah. do with them and do it better and better and better and better. And that I think that spirit, you know, you could call it yeah. a hacker ethic. It's it's the innovation ethic. It's everything that's that's great about you know the industrial revolution america you know <laughs> everything it's uh so you know we love that stuff and uh and to us we get excited about that you know when when you know even even for example on our on our instructions when there's we always point out the thing in the box that's going to be maybe the trickiest to work with okay and we say you know you got to bring with this a sense of adventure and the real hacker ethic of I'm sure i'm going to figure it out right <laughs> so um it's, you know. it's it's the spirit of what is today the maker community exactly yeah yeah, yeah. that's true very cool so, uh, what kinds of stuff can we expect in boxes going forward? Oh, it's a surprise. Okay. But, uh, no, um, let's see. Uh, we. What, we is, what is this month's box? Did you the, tell the us already? The current month is the Python Pi box. Okay, that's right. Um, the month before that was Virtual, virtual Worlds. Uh, the month before that was... Um, uh, I don't remember which one. Oh, the Clockwork box. It had okay. clocks. And so... You know, so we've had different things. I think, you know, obviously coming up, we know we have a, a, a really fun holiday in October. Yeah. There might be something interesting about that. Um, that, are all, that's, that in the last couple of years has been become really fun in the electronics world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. So, so I, think, I think we could be seeing something interesting there. I mean, and we have to plan the boxes a couple months out. So Absolutely. I, so, uh, you know, when I say we might be seeing something, I, you know, I'm not... Uh, I understand. Not, 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 I'm not sure, really. But... Um, uh, Let's see. Well, I think um, uh, you know, we, in the works, we also have some interesting robotics things in the works. Okay. Um, you know. That's always fun. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's that's something that would appeal to 
a lot of the people in our audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, 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 the, the the amazing things you can do with small robotics and sensors and stuff now is just really, really fun. You know, a, r- a Roomba on every floor is that what <laughs> something like that. Yep. And and that concept is is so like ubiquitous at this point that we uh, we occasionally host a a panel about uh, robotics design and the Roomba is the thing that we use <laughs> as our here's what we're going to design here's a group let's let's design the Roomba so yeah and it, I mean it's uh, it's that it's that totally accessible robotics example that everyone knows about I mean even cats ride them apparently apparently yeah. and uh, in Parks and Rec <laughs> they turned it into a DJ <laughs> Right. <laughs> they just strapped a Bluetooth speaker to it, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, so if people want to find out more about HackerBox or to sign up for the subscription service, where can they go to do that? Uh, definitely check out HackerBoxes.com, and I think that's probably on this red thing, but it's also just like it's shown on the logo, okay. HackerBoxes and then .com. And it is HackerBox, plural, HackerBoxes, yeah. And, um, and also when you go to our website, I recommend going down scrolling down the page and hitting on the Facebook logo uh, icon because we have a pretty active Facebook Okay. Group that posts a lot of interesting things about, um, you know, the, about makers and uh, computer security and building and electronics and, you know, it's, it's a lot, lot of fun information on there. You, you guys seem like the kind of company that should have a Facebook group as opposed to like a Facebook page. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I guess yeah. so. Well, we, uh, you know, we're, one thing that we're really proud of is all of our educational material because uh-huh. every box comes with instructions that are written by like very experienced educational staff they're not just stuff we threw together and a lot of it is just links to other great things we found on the internet because why reinvent the wheel right there's some really amazing videos out there and we try to make it as multimedia and explanatory as possible but um all of that is completely available you can go and see it right now without even subscribing you know and it's all there and we like to share it through our Facebook group and a lot and there there are way more people on our Facebook group than than we are, are than are actually Subscribers, I believe. Okay. So, um, uh, so I, it, I can believe that. Yeah. So, it, yeah. so it is an active group of people that are just, uh, you know, I think That's they're awesome. to get the information and share information. So, and give or take, like how much does a, a subscription run? Um, the uh, the subscriptions are forty four dollars a month. Okay. And then the workshops range, but the starter workshop is ninety nine dollars, which is a great deal because it basically comes with a box and a half or two boxes worth of stuff, and then a whole range of tools awesome. that are, you know, probably worth far more than a box. So it's a so, like I said, we're really proud of that starter workshop. We're hoping it'll get more people on board. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming and talking to us today. I appreciate and, you having uh, me. Bringing a fun little program <laughs> screen. I, I love when people bring things. It always makes me sad when people don't bring things, especially at an yeah. event like this. Well, I just bring this everywhere with me. And, like, at the grocery store, I they don't really appreciate it. But I'm, <laughs> so I'm glad to hear you guys. I, I kind of believe that. <laughs> I want you to believe it. <laughs> well, it, was, it, was, it was great being here. Nice to meet you guys. Oh, you you too. Have a good day. Have a good one. <laughs> so I think uh, with that, we have figured out our theme. We always talk. There's some sort of a recurring theme that seems to happen at every one of our shows. And um, not reinventing the wheel seems to be our theme for this one because it has now happened a couple of times. <laughs> so, um, But like we said, at an event like this, we always get a variety of okay, uh, cool. of makers and that's makers always of fun different types yeah and before we get into our next uh, very different from the last one before we get into our next guest we will again remind people who happen to be in the chat room if you have any questions for us uh, or our guests please please ask them while they're here 
Um, it's that's why we do this thing live is so that you can ask questions as well of our guests. So if you have any questions for any anybody on the show today, please feel free to ask them. But yes, like we were saying, um, we get a whole variety of things. We've had, you know, an author and a recycler and the the hacker boxes and you know we've had a little bit of everything. of everything except something that we're about to to fix that with real quick. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Good. Go ahead and introduce yourself for us. My name's Vicki McGriff and I'm with Your Day Bouquets and more. So apparently this is more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, they do not look like bouquets. No bouquets, no. Okay. So what do we have here? Um well, a variety I, of things. Right, I started crafting, and then my husband decided to get into the bandwagon with me. Okay. So he does handmade uh, knives. Wow. And here's some of his. If we we hold them up into this camera here, we'll get a nice good close-up shot of it. This was actually an old machete okay. that he cut down. This was wow. an old lawnmower blade. A lawnmower blade. Yes. Okay. And he pounds sure. nails out, and he makes into knives. All right. Wow. Repurpose old uh, ammo, and we make them into necklaces and jewelry. Oh. Sure. That's, that's okay. So we have somebody in our group who makes knives, but in a very different style very. from this. And I really like this. <laughs> this is fascinating. The bone's really cool. Mm -hmm. How? How? did you get into this this is because this isn't like a oops i fell into it the, you I, had I, to have kind of wanted at least some aspect of this you had to have wanted to get into this right i think he was just trying to better me okay it still hasn't happened <laughs> <laughs> so it's a uh uh competition within the, the house and i'm indian so he thought you know we okay. should make the whole indian thing okay <laughs> so as for what you make i do jewelry okay so i do um these are um i make the um the pictures themselves and then i add them into the bracelets and i use they're real crystals like you would get in a watch Okay. And so I can actually put anything in here. Um, if anyone wants orders, if they want to put their children's or grandchildren's pictures in it, they want to do um, wow. do something for grandparents and put all of their grand or great grandchildren, whatever. You can put in um, children's uh, work that you put on the refrigerator. Instead of having it on the fridge, I can shrink them down and put them in with their pictures or different schoolwork. That's okay. Really cool. um, I do different types um, of jewelry as well. I can do, like here's necklaces that I have made the same way, the crystals. Okay. Oh. And you can put like a loved one and maybe their signature. Somebody that's passed. Well, Thor you, is a loved one. That's the oh, one who's on here. Yes, so. I love his hammer. Uh, we have the, um, like here, you can even do, instead of the Batman, you can do a picture of like, um, like your child. And then oh, uh, and a little charm. charm. Mm -hmm. You can do different charms on it. This goes great with my outfit. Absolutely. <laughs> Batman's your man. And here's another one that I made. This one I actually made with resin. And I had an, uh, some floating charms left. So I, uh, I found some uh, old paper that I liked and used as a backdrop. And turned it in. 
And like I said, I can turn those into anything. Uh, pictures, works, um, sayings, anything that you like, I can put in those. And talking with you earlier about these, because these did catch my eye, there's only four of these? Only four of them. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. of my work is original. I only make one. Okay. So when you get it, this, it's rare that I have four of these. But I happen <laughs> to have four charms, so... <laughs> But uh, most of the time, I only do but one. But they're hand done, so you they're technically only have one of mm -hmm. each. Mm -hmm. There just happen to be four with the same charm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't quite the same thing. <laughs> and then I can do earrings, whatever you like. Ooh, okay. Superman. Yeah, mm -hmm. and these are all like wonderful things to like show your pride in. Oh like, yes. Oh yes. Those, those are interesting because they feel both. Superman and a little Christmassy. Oh yes. Well, Superman's they feel, red, they red feel and blue. A little bit like a yeah, you can yeah. do like whatever. Christmas ornament underneath. Like in a in a fun like way. So you can I like that. represent both at the same time. Absolutely. I just need a blue one, and then I, if I have blue, then you've got your Superman colors. For uh -huh. sure. And I do Scrabble tiles. And as, Scrabble tiles. As I said before, here's some crack in there for you. Um, as I said before, you can put I can put pictures, your pets, okay. anything that you like on those. It really is on the Scrabble back. Yep. And I can even use if you give me a uh, letter of a name of a person, I can use that on the back. Oh my so it represents like the yeah, like your initial mm -hmm. and then your picture. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Wow. Okay. This is fascinating. It you is. you've got some really creative stuff going on here and this is not even half of what i do <laughs> i just i like to see things and go i can make it and do it and we have one more this is one of my amazing. best sellers i actually sold out so far already wand it is my wand and it comes it comes with your spells wow and no is. no one is ever like they're all different because you know the wand picks you it's true and actually, this one has a flower at the end. I made those. So um, I, I do resin, so that's a resin flower. Wow, it's just like, aha. There you go. <laughs> it is. This is, it's so pretty, Not Leviosa, Leviosa. do a lot. I'd be scared to use magic here. Oh, that <laughs> just made me happy. There's a lot of magical people here. <laughs> I've met them. <laughs> oh, making this work, yes. It does take a little bit of magic. This is amazing, trying to get all the angles. <laughs> I, I am really impressed with the... All of this. Yeah. The, the like... I love, the, I love this charm. I the saw The breadth of the things. So, obviously, the difference between this and this yes. is significant. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> But, you know, you have, there's a lot of people out there that have different tastes, and you have to do what they like. If you're a crafter, you have to do what they like. I do like this. This is all, like, all superheroes, and not just, like, Marvel or DC. It's both. I see Captain America and mm -hmm. Batman in the same bracelet. Absolutely. Like, this is all. Those really are all of my favorites. So I had to put them all in one. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's really, all of the superheroes are amazing, so. So, so what got you going with this type of thing? Well, I've been crafting ever since I was 19 years old. Okay. Wow. So I went started from doing shirts, cutting them up and making them into actual jackets with um, paint. I paint them and all of that to jewelry. Um, I'm disabled. 
and so jewelry is a lot easy to make and it's very mm-hmm. lightweight to carry and anything heavy my son or my husband goes and carries all that for me so it gives me just a little extra to play with and keeps me busy hand busy instead of just sitting on a recliner okay so fair enough and yes. i love people and i love to talk and so it really enables me to get out and see a lot of people make a lot of friends <laughs> and i love friends so so do you spend a lot of time at events like this um this is actually my first event like this. Okay. I oh. usually just do like church bazaars and stuff like oh, this. Oh, okay. But I'm really enjoying this. Oh, so this is like your first convention. This is my first. I did a um, My Little Pony or Brony show uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it wasn't as big as this, but this is like really wow. amazing. So I have everyone trying to push me to do the new the mega con that's coming in Tampa. That one's so a lot I'm, bigger than this I'm one. I'm thinking, so I'd have to do a whole lot of crafting. Yes, so, because this kind of stuff would sell. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, yeah. you know, so. But, yeah. And it, also I, Gulf Coast Maker Con. Yes. Never heard of it. It's See, so I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> we Gul- need to talk. Gulf Coast Maker Con, <laughs> for sure. Um, we, we need to is, talk. It's kind of a larger version uh-huh. of this to the fairground. So this is a nice one to get into to start. Yes. It is. It's a nice, it's kind of calm. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the, Push the and shove. hyperactivity uh-huh. that a Megacon or a Metrocon yes. or something yes. like that is going to be. Uh, yeah, this one's nice and kind of relaxed. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'm enjoying myself. There's a lot of really nice people here. That's, that's one of my favorite things about this particular yes. event. This is a our second one. I'll just here. have to remember to dress up next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? You're selling the wands. You gotta take the Harry Potter to the next level. Le- I would say at least a but cloak. I ha- but I have, but I have my um, s- my Snow White costume. Oh Ooh, yeah. Yes. Do you? Snow White. Oh my that's goodness. that's the kind of costume that would get attention mm-hmm. from people as they walked by. Oh, yeah. For sure. And I handmade my costume too. So. <gasps> what? Yes. Went to Disney and everyone thought that I was part of the crew. And I said, no. So I had to say, no, I can't get your picture with your child because you're not allowed uh-huh. unless yeah. you're Disney. But Yep. Yep. No, you <laughs> definitely. And then, like, you come in the Snow White and then you go for cosplay. Oh, yeah. In the cosplay contest. Absolutely. We, uh, we are involved with uh, the largest cosplay troupe in North America, the 3000 Brigade. And a lot of times they'll do, like, casual cosplays and uh-huh. go to the parks in something that, you know, if you just looked quickly, you may not know. That it's anything special, but when you start looking, you're like, oh wait, I think oh. that's Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I'm not if I'm not Snow White, then you see me as Viking Mom. My son okay. is, a, is uh, does all he does his own costumes. He's learning to do um, um, what is it? Um, work with your metal and stuff. Okay. What would that be? A blacksmith. Blacksmithing. He's yeah. learning that, so he completely makes full costumes with chainmail and all. So he made wow. me a Viking Mom. Okay. So I'm cool because I'm Viking mom. Awesome. So, uh, wow. And he so goes to St. Petersburg College here. Oh, wonderful. Oh. Yeah. So he and uh, Anaket over here behind us should probably yeah. talk because she uh Yes, she, we she already does, talked to her about that. I say because she does chain mail. Yes, he does uh, the full full length. Yeah. And then he makes all of the leather armor. 
Oh, he wow. does the whole thing. Oh, so leather working too. He does it all. Wow. Absolutely. And the big Again, shields. A, a he makes the shields and I do the painting. Oh. Nice. Yes. Did he get with like the LARPers in the back? Like Actually, we're from Ohio. So he's oh. lear- he does do LARPing. He makes LARPing swords and everything. So wow. he doesn't know anyone here that does that yet. So I'm going to have to find out who they are and get them introduced. Yeah, so definitely. It will be fun. Yeah. There's also a group that I'm aware of in Tampa. One of our former employees worked, uh, is part of them. So really? there's a couple of them in the area. We'll have to, yeah. Like I said, we'll have to talk. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the good news is that we have contact information for you. That so is awesome. I, and you're going to send that to we me, We will right? already yeah. be contacting you <laughs> in the near future. So if... If people are interested in your stuff, how can they get more information? Well, I have an email, and I have an Etsy, and I have a phone number. Okay. And a website we've got here. So, yourdaybouquets.webs.com, and for forever his... Forever. The number four ever at gmail.com. Yeah, that's the best way to get a hold we'll of me. We'll get to you. Yes. Okay, fantastic. So yeah. that's your best way to uh, find out more. If you're not already here or potentially at MegaCon or Gulf Coast MakerCon or any of the other events that we're talking about. Um, <laughs> where Because I can't imagine that photos would do any of this justice. No. So you definitely want to, uh, to attend an event with her to yes. see these things in person because they are really cool. I still and can't get over this. this. is amazing. It's I'm a TARDIS. It's a TARDIS inside this necklace and <laughs> it's just amazing. And it's 3D. You can touch. It's 3D. Yeah. It is. It looks like it's just like it's floating. there. It's on cool. Like and uh, to the necklace. It's just, it's just amazes me. And you said something that is of interest to me so I will, once we get off uh, the show, I'm going to come talk to you about okay. something. You made a comment that I thought was interesting. So. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming and talking to us yes, today and, and showing off you. the wide variety yeah. of, of fascinating things. Um, are we able to hold on to one of these? Yeah, it's yours. Fantastic. Uh, if you will give it to the control room when, uh, when, when you're done. All yes, right, sounds absolutely. good. I appreciate you coming by today. Thank you. Have a good rest of the show. Okay. I love that... I really love the uh, the Scrabble tiles. Um, yes. That's a cool idea. I, I actually worked a little hard to get her onto this show. She kept, when I first went through, she was like, maybe she was the only one at her booth. She's like, if I oh. have help, who was supposed to be coming, but she wasn't sure. So I'm like, I went back to her booth three times <laughs> just so I could get her on here. I'm, I am glad that you did. And I will tell you off air why I'm glad that you did. Um, <laughs> because I'm about to put her to use in a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you got her on the show. Uh, her stuff was really cool. But yeah. we're going to change gears again pretty hard. Yeah, uh, uh, comic and maker con. We're going to so. go to something completely different. <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself for us. I'm Noble Valerian. I'm a 2D artist and designer. Fantastic. And so what have you got here in front of you? Um, it's one of the prints I'm selling of the con logo. Because you did all of the graphics for the Correct. convention. Yep. I was on the planning committee and I was able to help kind of bring cohesive branding to everything. Wow. Which I very much appreciate. I very much appreciate the logo, which yes. I got to put on the website uh, recently <laughs> to replace the thing that was there from last year, which... Could be improved. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
And so with the logo, I love that the comic is done comic style and the maker is blueprinty. Yep. It just, I had asked, I had asked Chad uh, leading up to it when I saw this get published somewhere. I'm like, hey, um, I need that uh, yesterday. Send that to me now. I need it. Um, and I had said I really liked the way it was done. So It was a really fun job to do. There was actually uh, quite a lot of uh, iterations. I started out with a uh, superhero kind of theme. Okay. And I was trying to make it family oriented. So I had like a mom superhero and a dad superhero. Sure. And it was starting to get kind of cheesy and... And so I kind of wanted to make Things it more... Things like that can go that direction. Yes. And I kind of wanted to make it more um, orientated towards, like, like it, we're community-orientated. And I kind of wanted to represent sure. that. And so we obviously have the comic people and the maker people. Um, and then the color choices, I mean, they look like primary colors right off the bat. But actually, I mean, you kind of see, like, the grid paper kind of representative, the comic colors. You see, like, the bright kind of action-y kind of vibrant thing. And then the yellow is actually because we're the Sunshine State. Sure. And yeah. so the way that I incorporated that was actually bringing um, the two skylines, which is actually the Clearwater and St. Pete skyline for our largest city and our um, wow. know, county seat. So, um, yeah. And then Chad really wanted a robot. So <laughs> <laughs> we have a robot. Okay. But, yeah, I think um, having everything consistent across thing to thing made us look um, a little more established this year. Yeah. And uh, and it was really fun to work on. It it feels a little less like a um, community organized event right. and more like an organized event. <laughs> Absolutely, and I mean it's the biggest it's been this year. So yeah, yeah. So apart from just the this the logo for this event, logo, <laughs> right. what else have you done? Um, well, I've done a lot of graphic design type of work. A lot of it is usually like business logos and brochures, okay. business cards, that kind of thing. Um, for a couple of years, I was working on tabletop games. And then at the event last year, I announced that I was moving to video games. And I've been working on a video game since last year. Interesting. And it's been slow, but I'm getting very close. I was actually hoping to have something to show today, but instead I'm selling prints. <laughs> it happens. Yes. <laughs> Best laid plans. Exactly. <laughs> so how long have you been in the industry? Um, I'm totally self-taught. I started getting into okay. it in 2008. I had a friend wow. who's an audio engineer, and I was living in New York, and he finally wanted to open a music store. And I had some free time then, and I was like, well, I can help you out with, um, you know, running the store when you have to go do other things and, and that sort of thing. And then, of course, the things evolved naturally. Well, we really need to get some ads in the paper. We really should have a website. And I just started doing all these things and kind of found something that I had a passion for. And I just kind of committed to it, helped, like, the local music teachers get their own kind of thing going with websites and graphics. And it just kind of kept evolving until I decided that I kind of wanted to explore digital art. Mm -hmm. And then that got me into game design and video game design. And where was the transition from New York to Pinellas County? Uh, that was a few years ago. Okay. Um, it was a very small town. So, like, when the graphic design job showed up in town, I got it because it was a very you small town. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, just more opportunities. Okay. Um, so, a window opened up, and we decided to move down and survive the humidity, and we're still here. <laughs> yeah, that part can be a challenge. Uh, fortunately, most places are air-conditioned, so you can avoid... Yes. It, at least when you're inside. And I have an inside Why? job. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason people are in Florida is because air conditioning. Right. Yeah. I, our house did not have central air or anything oh. when I was little. So, was, yeah, not entirely yeah. the entirely. way it works. <laughs> I, I actively remember central air going in in our house. So, 
We lost it um, last summer for like uh, most of the day, and it was it quickly became unbearable. <laughs> most of the day, my parents were without it for six days over the last uh, week or so. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, I'm like, but you guys lived like this, <laughs> right? <laughs> From the time Grandpa built the house until the 80s. Yeah. What is? It's five days. Calm down. <laughs> but <laughs> in New York. Um, at nighttime, the temperature when we go to sleep is usually below 70. Um, and even in the summer, we just kept it that way because we were used to it for so many cold months. Um, so we actually did this thing where we kind of like force ourselves to be warmer during the day. And then we didn't have to keep it as cool at night. Yeah. Really helped our uh, bill out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. You know what else helps the bill out? Not having a having to air condition a television studio. There you go. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, having that in Florida. Bad idea. Lots yeah. of electronics and lights. Whatever. <laughs> so, so uh, what are you able to talk at about all the about the video game? Um, I do know everything about it. Um, what are you? So, the actual the, um, event last year... Uh-huh. I was doing some prize giveaways, okay. and then the incentive for that was to get basically survey information. Sure. And I pulled uh, the people that wanted tickets and were interested in stuff, and I found out kind of what they, what the majority liked, and so I used that information to decide what my first published game would be. Okay. So um, since last year, I knew it would be an action adventure game. I knew it would go to desktop, and hopefully, I can get it to like Android. Um, and some people really like to use Steam, so I'm hoping that if it if it's something that people like, then Steam will accept it for green light, and sure. um, it'll go to that platform, but um, the ultimate goal is hopefully to do a lot more mobile stuff. Okay. Um, but um, I also really like some traditional stuff that just doesn't quite work on mobile. Yeah. Um, really kind of inspiration from the Nintendo classics and stuff, so I want I want to bring something like that that's more, more personal for me as an artist, where I kind of have really illustrated environments and really animated characters, and and, um, and that's part of the reason I transitioned from uh, tabletop games is because, you know, I, I, I love animation, but I want uh, an experience where you can go through the story and kind of make your own choices. And that's okay. the barrier, I think, yeah. from games to animations. Um, so I think video games are really going to let me do that, tell a really cool story where you can be involved. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So this game, um, the main character is sort of an elemental creature. Um, he's kind of... Uh, been around since the birth of the planet. He's sort okay. of made up of the energy that gives life to the planet. And you start out on this journey that kind of takes you through all these levels where your character evolves. And people love, like, the very... When, you, when you're looking at an action-adventure game, you, you really want things that kind of really bump up where you're, you're in the moment and you got to click, you know, and, and it's really exciting. Um, but I also don't want that to overshadow kind of the story that's going on. Sure. So. Um, it will transition you across, basically, you're exploring this area, and the area kind of transitions based on what's happening. And uh, so in the background, like you're in the, the standard, typical world, it's the beautiful green, you know, first world you see in almost every game. Sure. But in the background, you can see kind of stuff, if you notice it, that's, that looks a little different. And eventually you transition to that stuff. And when you get to the next level, it shows, and it keeps transitioning, and you go oh, from the bright okay. green. But then... Um, 
you kind of interact with something that changes you. So you start out as basically where you've kind of embraced the nature aspect and your abilities and, and aesthetics kind of fit that. And then as you go through, you actually change your physical properties too. So you go from a nature-orientated creature to a fire-orientated creature. Okay. And how you interact with those things kind of evolves the story, but it also gives you the cool stuff that you like for action, different power-ups and abilities and stuff like that. Yeah. Very cool. So what kind of a timeline are you hoping for? I'm hoping for by the end of the year. Okay. I'd really like to get it before the holidays. I'm releasing it for free because it's my first product, and I really want everyone to have access and kind of know what I can do. Okay. But um, it's still nice when you know that there's something out before the holidays yeah, and yeah. spread the word. And um, So that's the goal. Okay. And it's not a very complicated game, but um, there's a lot involved in getting it to look right and, and play well. So That is the hard part of a game. Yes. My least favorite part. I love just, oh man, this character's so cool. I wish that was, I was done and I have a cool looking character and a beautiful world and <laughs> nothing has to play smoothly or, you know, be an easy download or anything like that. Yeah, that's not how it works. So. No, but it's, it's worth the extra stress, I think. <laughs> so if people want to follow along or find out information about what you're working on, in particular the game, how can they do that? I have a blog that I try not to neglect. Okay. Um, it's on my website, noblevalerian.com. Um, that's probably the easiest way um, because that's established stuff. Sure. Whereas if I'm kind of in the moment, I'll share stuff on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so those places are also good, I guess. But the blog is where it's like, you know, I've committed to these things. So if you want reliable information on, on the progress, that's the place to be. Got it. And uh, after this event, stuff will start going up, and uh, I'll share more about it. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we are definitely looking forward to seeing uh, what comes out. because yeah. uh, Sounds awesome. Creativity is yeah. something that is just, like, if you have it, you have it, and that's, you do. So <laughs> Thank you. I'm very much looking forward to seeing well, what that game. I hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for coming and joining us today. You're Enjoy welcome. Enjoy the rest and, of your uh, day. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. And uh, with that, I am going to take a uh, probably a two-minute break real quick. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to have... I'm gonna have Michelle mute the cam the mics real uh, in just a second and go to the graphic and not to the camera. Um, and so we will be back in about two minutes, and uh, we will see you then. Hi, welcome back to the Pinellas Comic and Maker Con. Um, we're back from our break, and now we're going to meet our next guest, who's actually again a different type of person we haven't had on before. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How about you introduce yourself? Hello. I am the caretaker of Hellview Cemetery. I'm representing our wonderful charity haunted house down in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, we do the last two weekends of uh, every uh, October. Uh, it's free. It's offered uh, two charities. We do it for the Kind Mouse, which feeds transitional families. Okay. And we also do it for uh, Child's Play, which buys toys and games for children's hospitals all around the country. And um, so it's a lot of fun. It's all based on St. Pete legends and lore. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about us, you can look us up at hellview.net and find lots of information there. So, so okay, so Haunted House. Yes. How, how, how did Haunted House and feeding transitional families, how, 
Where, where did that pairing come from? Because uh, it doesn't it, seem natural. It's very uh, long, sordid history of okay. Hellview. Um, we uh, began in uh, 1996. Wow. So we've been doing wow. this for some time, coming up on our 20th year. Yeah. Um, began as uh, some ex-Horror uh, Knights and Hella Screamers okay. who uh, uh, decided to do our own thing okay. uh, for a change. And then um, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and uh, uh, because, you know, a little, little insane for Halloween. <laughs> uh, and then... Um, I think that's how it's supposed to go, That's how though. it works, right? Um, so then as we grew, uh, people kept wanting to give us money. <laughs> and we were like, oh, we should probably take this for something. Um, <laughs> about that time, one of my daughters was about to have heart surgery. And uh, we went to All Children's and... Uh, my daughter was playing her new Nintendo DS, so that'll date this a little bit. That was a okay. new thing. Okay. Um, and uh, all the children were like in their ICU were, were gathered around watching this. And they were like, oh, well, all we have is these really old Atari games and stuff like that. So suddenly we were like, I was like, hey, I work for uh, a certain game store at that time. And I'm like, I'm going to get them some stuff. And they're like, oh, there's a charity that already does this called Child's Play. Um, so we said, oh, there's our charity. So we started doing it for them. And then as we got bigger, other charities were like, hey, we'd like some local, you know, <laughs> and it's like, ah, yes. So, and, uh, they approached us a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, they're a oh. lovely charity and, uh, they, and, uh, the children all come and, and help out and volunteer. So it's, it's a good cause. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yes. So that's how we give to transitional families. Okay. <laughs> so oh, wow. Fair enough. Because, you know, just by its nature, it didn't quite pair the Ex way that you might expect exactly. something like that to pair. Like the, the first first one, I can actually see. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then entertainment to entertainment. I got it. Yeah, and then it just kind of rolled into that. Sure. Exactly. Um, the uh, you know the the new is our we have our first novel out. It's a it's okay. actually a collection of stories, uh, based on Hellview Cemetery. Uh, they are uh, legends and lore of Tampa Bay that you probably don't know. Okay. What? Um, Very cool. Yes. Uh, there's a few books out. Uh, wonderful Deborah Fretham writes uh, Ghosts of St. Pete and all that. They're the more you know, well-known ghosts, like okay. the, the hitchhiking ghost on the Skyway and the man in the white hat at Don Cesar. There's some, you know, those are the more, you know, upper upper tier ghosts. <laughs> um, you know, you know, oh, look, the, Lady in White. Ooh. The ones the ones with agents. We exactly, got it. exactly. <laughs> we at Hellview, um, which itself is based on a legend of St. Petersburg, uh -huh. um, is one of the lost cemeteries of St. Petersburg. Many people don't even know there are lost cemeteries of St. Petersburg. I would um, imagine there are a lot of people that don't know there are lost cemeteries. Uh, they were, uh, <laughs> there were several that would form when they first started settling the area. And then a big creepy storm would come through. Oh, imagine that. We, we live in an area with lots of storms. Uh, a uh, storm here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like any's happened recently. No. Uh -huh. um, so they would leave and run away. And then they'd come back and go, oh, look at all this flat land that we could build a new house on or build a building on. Oh. And, um, yeah, it's, it's almost as if they'd made a movie like that or something huh. at some point. <laughs> I don't... Uh, but anyway... Don't they call anything quite like that. <laughs> anyway, they found a few, but there's still a couple that are missing. And one of them was called Hillview. Okay. Which was... Uh, and they called the area Hillview because, hey, burial mounds. Thus, you know, those early settlers Ooh. didn't understand that they were... 
you know, what are these hills? Oh, we'll call them, they're just hills. We'll make Hillview. Uh, so, of course, us, it was, a, it was a sign. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, Hillview it became. So. All right. And uh, so many other lo- wonderful legends and lore. And we base our haunted house on most of them. So. So this haunted house, like, how haunted? Like, <laughs> like, 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 scream! You're gonna make people cry and run out of the. We've park had or... that happen a few times over the years. We Ooh. actually have been compared favorably to Howler Scream a couple times, okay. considering we're free. Uh, so, um, <laughs> good. yes, uh, um, and uh, we've done you know very well over the years, uh, review-wise, most 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 impressively. So. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got uh, our wonderful uh, Matamore based on uh, Matamore's Boathouse, which was a famous bordello uh, from Tampa. And, uh, and uh, that, that burned down tragically after the Rough Riders hmm. had come through Tampa on their way to Cuba for their, with Teddy Roosevelt and all them. They stayed over at the Tampa Hotel. Uh, they stopped, a few of them stopped at this uh, bordello. And apparently we're never seen again. A few. Yes, we're never seen again. So suddenly the building was raided and burned to the ground. So, huh. you know, so of course yeah. we have taken that, taken it to the next level with the story. And, sure. You know, we had to, we had to dusk till dawn it up a little bit. <laughs> so, and, and that's, that's the way we work with Hellview is, you know, we've got the real legends and then we spice them up a bit. So the haunted house. You run the last two weeks of October. Last two weekends in October: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Okay. Uh, admission is free. Uh, the line uh, closes promptly at 9:30. So uh, you know, make sure you're there. Plenty of time to see it. Usually takes 10, 15 minutes to walk through. Uh, we do it. Uh, uh, we, we like to let everyone have their own special time at Hellview, so we try to keep it in smaller groups okay. so you're not forced in conga line like the other stuff. Oh, there's Mr. Wincoop. Uh, yes, so a lot of local celebrities here today. This is lovely. So That's one of the one of the kind of fun things about an event like this. Oh, yes, yes. It's just uh, you, you meet so many, and you're like, oh, I know them, I know them. Uh-huh. But, yeah, excellent. And if you so. do these events enough, you get to know even more of the yes. people. Very, very true. <laughs> very true. Um, yeah, Hellview, we've done so many. You know, we've done the Illuminated Night Parade downtown, which is always fun because that's in March, and you have a hearse and zombies walking down the road <laughs> and right next to the Shriners. <laughs> so. Te- it's temporarily a little out of uh, out of place. A little out of sorts, but uh, we've we've always been a little out of sorts. <laughs> so. It it does seem like kind of the nature of the uh, the business yes. is yes. to be a little yeah. out of sorts. Just a tad. <laughs> so, have you personally been involved since the beginning? Yes, it's my home actually. It's your so home. It's, it's, it's on my uh, property. Okie dokie. And we originally started, like I said, as just designing and building. And when we dug on the property, we discovered a midden which is, you know, an Indian burial stuff. So we had to have the History Museum of St. Pete came out. They did a dig and made sure it was just garbage and bones and such. So, uh, so that, you know, and that's when it all started. We were like, oh, we've got a legend. And instead of just making, you know, a creepy little haunted house, now suddenly we, we had a local tie. You had substance. Wow. And, and skin in the game. Uh, mm, Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yes, yes. Interesting. Okay, so where St. Pete, where 
is it located? How can okay. people find out? It's uh, just off of 4th Street North okay. uh, at uh, 49th Avenue. Uh, north, uh, okay. there's a Red Mesa restaurant on the block, uh -huh. and there's a wonderful Halveline Quick Stop gas place, <laughs> and that's where we recommend you park because they close at five and they let everyone park there for us. Oh. We're about a block away, okay. So that way you're not parking in the neighborhood and sure. trying to fight, you know, traffic and all that. Um, uh, but if you go to Hellview.net, it has directions, maps, videos, pictures. You'll see how crazy it really is. <laughs> so, so, so just barely outside of the northeast. Yeah, just just or, or just kind of old northeast, and then there's us. Okay. So just before uh, all the Gandhi area stuff. So very cool. Um, so I guess I guess a question <laughs> that I have to ask is, what does the rest of the neighborhood think? <laughs> Well, so, you know, for 19 years, they've loved us. Okay. Uh, we did have uh, a new one move in recently who's not quite sure what to make of everything. <laughs> so uh, this is our first year we've actually had to uh, – normally we get uh, from the city, we get a little behind-the-scenes stuff here. We normally get an event, co uh, event permit, which is sure. like weddings and, you know, if you have a DJ at your house or a bouncy castle, uh, you know, <laughs> you need to have an event permit. Okay, so We've always gotten that every year. He, uh, you're, you're, you were in the, the same category as Bouncy, Bouncy Castles. Castles. Yes. <laughs> Got so it. So this year, however, because of the new neighbor, uh, we've had to step up a bit and have to get a temporary use permit, which is for carnivals and circuses. And I'm oh. like, next year we're doing a carnival. It sure sounds like uh, more in, in line with the... The level of event. It's, it's become that. So uh, to be honest, we were going to have to do that eventually. Anyway, yeah. it just sped things it up a little bit. Sped it up, yeah. But no, we, we make cookies for the neighbors, and <laughs> you know, and we, we, we block off the roads as necessary. Uh, so it's you know it's all fun and, and most people love it. They know it's for a good cause. So that, and that's an that important part of it. Yes, yes. So uh, we do offer uh, one of our big things we do at our haunt. If you're too scared, we have a Scooby Doo option which is for younger children. Uh, we have uh, cartoon characters, several cosplayers here. Uh, they come out, and so the kids go, oh, look, it's you know uh, Steven Universe or something okay. like that. Oh. And they lead the kids through the haunt with a Minecraft torch. Oh. Now, for those of you who know Minecraft, okay. you know the Minecraft torches keep the monsters away. So they use the little Minecraft torch, and the monsters don't jump at them. So they can still see the scary, still see Halloween, but not be terrified, you know, which was... Not sure. anything we'd like for our youngsters. What's fun is they usually come back through and want to do the full tour. We had one wonderful girl, a four-year-old girl named Amber last year. She went through Scooby-Doo. Then she came back and wanted to do it with her parents normal. Uh-huh. Then she came back and wanted to do it by herself. Full Whoa. tour. Okay. So we allowed it. And we had our security just kind of watch her from a distance. Yep. And she had so much fun. Just, and just now, out of view. And now this year she wants to be in it. So she's going to be scaring people huh. in the haunted house this year. So she'll be, our, kids she'll be our youngest cast member at five. Our oldest oh. is 76. Our youngest will be five. So Wow. So Okay. And we know children can be scary, especially oh, when yes. they're twins at the end of a hallway. Oh, just little, little, <laughs> you know, what? They what, just have to stand there. They don't even have to do anything. Yeah, exactly. They got to the easy job. Uh, no, they also, they'll, 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 what's great is if you put them in like a room with a bunch of other shorter things and then one of them suddenly moves, done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. So. That's, that's great. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I am a big fan of 
of haunted houses and those oh, types yes. of things. So I will definitely be a uh, We will look forward to, to scaring you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thank, thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Oliver Evans. Absolutely. So and we'll give the website one more time uh, for Hel people. Hellview.net. The book is available at fine local bookstores everywhere, particularly books at Park Place uh, on uh, Ninth and Roosevelt. They're, they're fans, and so they, <laughs> they, they carry a lot. Uh, uh, we will be doing a book signing there October the 9th, I believe. Check their website. Okay. Uh, that's uh, books at uh, com. Uh, but hellview.net has all the directions and all that, and you can order the book from there as well. Very so, cool. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you coming and talking you to us today. You all have a happy Halloween. You too. Thank you. All right. That right there is a first. Yeah. We've, we've not had anything quite like that on the show ever. That was interesting. And um, something that I am personally really excited about. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm. Yeah. No, haunted houses. Yeah. I, it's the one I haven't gone to Hollow Scream just because I don't want to get paid to get. I don't want to pay to be scared. Like. That seems oh, silly to me. I don't. I, think I don't, don't want to be scared and have to pay for it too. I think it's terrifying already. I think you would have fun. <laughs> I, I, I might cry. I, I don't know. I think. <laughs> I think after working with us this long, you will see the production value of Maybe, it. Yeah. Uh, that that's what I see. Like when I go through, once in a while, I might get startled by something coming around the corner but for the most part i'm looking around at like set design i'm like oh that's a really clever place to hide somebody obviously somebody's going to be hidden in like <laughs> I, I appreciate it from a set design and a costuming standpoint a lot of the costumes at these things are really impressive it really is like so. pictures show like scary yeah absolutely yep so our next uh, guest here is from is right here. <laughs> Hi, from there you are. Barnes and Nobles. So, yes. how about you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Liz. I am at the Barnes and Noble in St. Petersburg, um, right by the Tyrone Square Mall, um, and we are here today, just kind of spreading the word about what we do at Barnes and Noble, which is a lot of different things. You know, we carry a lot of great products now. Um, we do a lot of things that are maker related. So that's kind of one of the things we're talking about today. Um, we are having our own mini maker fair in November, uh, the 5th and 6th of November. That's nationwide, all stores. Wow. So yeah, other than showcasing our own products, which these are some of the things we'll be demonstrating at those events. We're inviting people from the community as well. So some of the people showcased here today will also be at our Maker Fair, kind of just showing what is happening in the community in sure. that realm, you know, in that whole world that's growing so big nowadays. Yeah, in definitely. the school system and just in everyday life people are using these items you know yeah absolutely it's the the maker community has gone from being like <clears throat> a small but tight core mm -hmm. of people to being conventions like multiple <clears throat> conventions are happening all the time yeah mm -hmm. and and people that you wouldn't necessarily expect I, I love the whole everyone can be a maker concept, you know, and especially when you get these kids young, they know so much more nowadays and they're so advanced. I mean, my own kids are in a STEM program and they're doing science hands-on experiments and creating things every day. And so, you know, just getting that in the hands of these youngsters is going to build our community for the future. Absolutely. Because this is where things are and not just... 
electronics, but mm-hmm. the jewelry over here and Anna Kat with the, the chain mail over here. Uh-huh. Like that. <clears throat> Getting into that kind of stuff will make kind of everything better. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a lot of different people featured um, from exactly those makers. We have a, we're going to have a recycle booth that is everything at the booth will be made from recycled materials Uh, yeah and that was really fun last year we had um, a girl there also a little kid who was a duct tape creator and she made everything out of duct tape and she was 12 years old so from a robotics (laughs) cult team duct tape where we did we sold duct tape there you go hats yeah that's awesome Uh, captain america shield you can make flowers like Anything it. and everything out yep. of duct tape. I love it. And I've that's got, what it's all about. I've got a whole bouquet of <laughs> duct tape flowers from you guys. I still have, like, <laughs> mountains of duct tape rolls. Like, half-used duct tape rolls. I'm like, I need to make some with this. You do. Absolutely. Be a maker. <laughs> <laughs> so what kinds of stuff do we have here well, in front these, of us? Yep. And this is one of our Makey Make sets. And this is all about, you know, learning how power works and what you can use as a conductor of power and so this is just a really basic young easy kit you know that we sell at the store with bananas mm-hmm. and this one uses bananas so it's mm-hmm. kind of fun you know and this is the wonder dash robot he is one of our featured items for the maker fair also okay. and these both products just start with basic learning of how to code how to create things and learning the actual process and how it works so you can use that in the future and learn to create more things so it's like kind of a jumping off starting point for these youngsters, you know. So a lot of the Maker Fair items will be based around that. We'll have some circuitry going on. We have our Ozobot robots we'll be mm-hmm. using. So a lot of fun um, technology items as well as those, you know, Maker things from anything and everything like we were talking about. So it's a lot of fun opportunities for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, and saying that Makers is growing, so Barnes & Noble is having a nationwide. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, nationwide, November 5th and 6th. Um, so if you're around any store, pop in. Throughout that whole weekend, there'll be tons of different events and people just coming out to show what they do, you know? So, so I guess the important takeaway here is that Barnes & Noble isn't exactly the thing that most people have in their heads anymore no you know times change and you gotta roll with the times and so Barnes & Noble has made a point to definitely do that you know we still have our core business and we still focus on books but you know just even branching into ebooks and tablets and then what else can you do to keep your kids and everybody busy at home and so we sell many things from Legos to you know robots and board games and cards and also books and tablets so We can go from as basic as that and, you know, advanced as these things. So it's really nice to see that wide range of products now available. Because similar to libraries, like the, the idea of being a, a knowledge house mm-hmm. is not what it was even 20 years ago. So true. <laughs> so mm-hmm. instead of just books, it's knowledge stuff in general. Everything and anything, yeah. It's great. That's really great. So... Um, if people want to find out where 
um, their local stores are and things like that. How can they get information about the Maker Fair and all that? Yep. Well, Barnes & Noble, of course, is online. And if you go to the national website, you can find um, any store. You know, you can put in your zip code, find the location near you. And then now all of our stores do have their own personal Facebook, um, Instagram, okay. and Twitter accounts. So the individual stores do? Every single store does, wow. yep. I'm in charge of mine, and we're okay. very active and busy. Well, well good. I, yep. Not knowing your store at all but knowing you See, I'm, there you go. I'm glad that you're the one that's in charge of I'm all on top that. of it don't worry <laughs> yeah so if that yeah follow your store that's close to you and then you'll get all those updates and you'll get to start seeing you know more featured who exactly is going to be there and what they're going to be doing so you can really cater to what you're interested in and go when things are happening that you actually want to see you know so events like this are they always nationwide or do local stores occasionally have their own types of events maybe not definitely. even maker but yeah we definitely do our own local events okay. as well um some of the bigger ones like this one are going to be nationwide sure. next saturday is batman day nationwide for example huh. two o'clock all the stores are going to be celebrating batman okay. so hey pop in for that sure. <laughs> so we do have a lot of that um my particular store like we have our local author signing um october 15th from one to three so that would be something that's just our store specific Every once in a while, we have special story times also. So, you know, it's always good to kind of follow the national page as well as your local page so you sure. can see what's happening right there in your community. And that's what I was hoping mm -hmm. to hear yes. was that, like, each community would kind of cater to Absolutely. who the community is. Yep. And that's what really this maker, this comic and maker fair is all about. Like, you see a lot of community about, mm -hmm. like, all the makers here, their community, a lot of the uh, technology is, like, really coming together here and that's mm -hmm. what's so nice about this convention it's just you see what's yep. around you it's not like these are companies that are all around the world that you, mm -hmm. you have to go on amazon to find them or something right like these are the people who are like like 15 minutes away and like yeah. their store like you can go to like who mm -hmm. would have ever guessed that hacker boxes was a local company i love that i that's a company that I'm aware of. Like, I've received press releases about these guys. And who knew? Uh, who would have ever guessed that they were here in Tampa? That's mm -hmm. crazy. It was nice getting to talk to some people coming around and asking them, oh, do you guys live right around here? You know, yeah, I'm five minutes down the street. I walked here with my kids. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome, you know, yeah. to really get out and support the local community, yeah. see what's out there to find, you know, get your kids out for the day. Yeah. Have some fun. And this particular event is fun. I love it. Yeah. I, do. <laughs> I, love I think it. it's easier for kids, too, to get involved mm -hmm. with all this technology that if it's something closer to home, they don't feel like it's over their head or anything. Yeah. You don't have to spend the whole day traveling or anything. You know, you just go for a little while, see what you see, and you still make some part of your day there. <laughs> when, you're, when you're paying, like, MetroCon, right? Uh, you're paying $30 mm -hmm. a day to go 35 um better stay all day you feel like you have to stay all day <laughs> but you know this event is kind of nice because you don't feel like yeah you've financially sacrificed your day mm -hmm. you can pop in have some fun see people you like yep and move on with your day exactly Absolutely. that's yes. pretty cool yeah so. well thank you guys for having me absolutely we appreciate this you coming so talking fun. to us yes <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day absolutely you too thanks all right, and uh, and with that, that will wrap up our Pinellas Comic and MakerCon coverage here from the uh, library at the Seminole Campus 
St. Petersburg College. Uh, we appreciate all of you who have, uh, have joined us live today. We've had people in and out of the chat room for the whole uh, three-hour block. We definitely appreciate it. In fact, not only have we had people in the chat room, our, uh, our likes on the event have gone up by two today. So uh -huh. we, uh, we appreciate everybody uh, who joined us today. That's wonderful. Um, if you're not joining us live, that is, of course, okay. If you are joining us live and would like to subscribe to this and other content, you can do that by going to f5live.tv and clicking the subscribe buttons on the right-hand side. From there, you can subscribe to F5 Live Refreshing Technology, which is our flagship show, the one that uh, the, what you're listening to right this second yes. is a part of. Um, you can also subscribe to the special events feed, where all of the individual uh, interviews we have done today will be published one at a time so that you can uh, watch just a single video if you'd like to yeah. um, or share a single interview. If there was one in particular that spoke to you, you can share just that one, which is kind of nice. You can also subscribe to The Pilch Point with Avram Pilch, which is not on this week because we are here on Saturday and not in the studio on Sunday. Um, he will nor he is normally on at about 9.15 with us, and he discusses uh, things of the week. Um, sometimes it's uh, when you should or should not purchase certain products. Sometimes it's talking about a big decision that's been made in the uh, industry. Like uh, last week, we discussed Intel's controversial decision to retire the Core M branding and roll it into the Core I branding, which Avram and I both think uh, waters down the branding. So he talks about that kind of stuff. We've also got the 3000 Brigade podcast, which is yes. coming up on a uh, relaunch with a new concept here very soon. We've got one interview in the bag already, and we need two more before we're ready to launch the new version of that. Um, We've also got First Looks, which is back in just under a month. We will have our next big special event for First Looks, uh, which is yes. Roboticon, which oh, we've mentioned once or twice today. So uh, October uh, 8th and 9th from the uh, uh, University of South Florida, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, so First Looks will be back in just short of a month. We've also got... Um, what other feed is on there? Is there another feed on there? I don't know. There's our <laughs> new unboxed show, uh, which is going to be a feed of just uh, the review products that we have as we're pulling them apart and kind of making decisions about what we think of the things that come with a particular product. Um, and then we have the new series that we spoke of a little while ago, which we will be making an announcement about in one week from today, we will be yeah. announcing the details of that series one week from today after we have enough interviews to feel comfortable with launching. Yes. Uh, so uh, lots of new stuff in the works. Th All the time. Three new shows in the works. Uh, lots of stuff that you can subscribe to right now. Um, obviously, um, we appreciate however you've joined us, you taking the time. And before we take off, we have to remind one more time that... Uh, like usual, our coverage is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Um, whether you're a small business, a student, a developer, or a consumer, there's something for everybody there. Uh, gamers can get the new Xbox One S, 
the Slimline version uh, in one terabyte, which is a ridiculous amount of storage, and yeah. I wish uh, mine had. Uh, it's time for me to go to the new version. You can also, uh, students can save $150 on a Surface Pro 4 right now. Everybody, if you purchase a Surface Pro 4 with the accessory bundle, can save $200. Uh, and yep. there's the, the controller, uh, Maker Lab, there's all kinds of stuff. And so uh, you can get that by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. And with that... That wraps up our coverage. We appreciate you sticking with us for a very long show. Thank you. Uh, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Marissa. And uh, we will see you guys next Sunday back at normal time, 9 p.m. Eastern time at f5live.tv. Ciao.